Oh, nothing's wrong. Oh. I thought something was wrong. No, um, I forgot to, uh, interview you for the show. Oh. I've got to talk to you for a few minutes. Well, what are we going to talk about? One thing I thought we could talk about was, uh, we could talk about what kind of police this town has. Shitty-ass police. Yeah. And you're recording me, aren't you? Yeah. I just shitty as they come. Uh, you were buying cigarettes and lottery tickets when you found him roughing up that woman? Yeah. No, I was going to the dollar store. For drinks and stuff? Yeah. And Wouldn't she, get booze because I've got plenty of booze. And she was, uh, she was like across the road there? Mm-hmm. Like up on the public road? Yeah. Not down in the parking lot? No. And she was just walking around on the side of the road and... Were you in the dollar store when you saw the police? No, I just parked and, uh, a car, but, uh, she was parking to this lady and she saw the policeman too. So we, we got out of our cars and walked up there. And he he jerked her up, and I said, what if that was your mother? He said, well, this ain't my mother. He, he, you said he said, well, she's not. Well, she's not, yeah. Because that's what I wrote in my article. That's what, she, that's what the SOB said. And uh, you gave the woman a cigarette. Yeah, I, get, I was smoking a cigarette. She asked me if I had a, a cigarette, another cigarette, and I said, no, you can have this one, so I just give it to her. A cop come up and said, where'd you get that cigarette? She grinned real big and said, for me to know and you to find out. In all the police reports that I read where they just find people on the road, you can't just be a guy on the road because they stop and hassle you yeah like they all start with I was just I was on patrol and I saw so and so walking and I stopped and they just stop them see if they got any warrants mm. they've got to keep the city and you clean yeah oh um in one of the reports from this week they just there was some Homeless people camping in tents, and they had a campfire out behind that clock building. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And um, same thing. Like, the guys had to deny owning the camping equipment. We don't know whose it was. We just came up on it. Because you can't just be, like, Did homeless. they haul them in? One of them. And, you know, they passed that law here where uh, now, like, on, uh, on ramps and off ramps, because there's sometimes encampments along through there. Mm -hmm. Like by the highways, they made it so they can just arrest them if they see them there. So there's, you know, they're just pushing them away, like, deeper into the woods. They ain't nobody gives a damn about the homeless. <coughs> I would help them if I could. And, so, you know, somebody in the jail just died of an overdose. Oh, did I didn't know that. Yeah. They had the women above the courthouse this time, and a woman died of an overdose up there. Mm -hmm. What else can we talk about? What do you want to talk about? It's the grandma episode of the show. So I better not say no bad words, Hannah. Well, you can, but I can't. Okay. I don't say bad words. 
I don't say the F word. Or the GD word. If I say it, I'm going to have to bleep it out. Because I know I'm going to slip up and say it. You got to bleep it out, son. Um, we can talk about Lisa's cats up there. No. Buzzards are getting them. Let me see. I asked my friends for suggestions. What are they saying? Oh, how to fight a cop. How to fight a cop? Yeah. Well, you, you kind of uh, got into it with the cops anyway over that woman. Well, I don't know how to fight one. I know how to cuss one out without using the F word. And they, they took that woman away? They put her in the cruiser? No, they turned her loose. They told her she'd go, on, go home that they wouldn't take her to the hospital or jail. And I started to the dollar store and she come down there and she said, could you give me a ride to buy? I said, ma'am, I ain't got no car. Because she had peed all over herself, it looked like. Oh, like while they were roughing her up? Yeah, probably, yeah. They were just jerking her around. Yeah. Because she's about 90 pounds. Yeah, that woman that they threw across the jail was just 100 pounds or something. Uh -huh. And they split her head open. They don't care. They'd do me like that if they could get by with it. I think they got into it just to be bullies and to power trip and drive around real fast. Yeah. Well, that lady that walked up there with me, she said, come on, we better go. When we started walking off, she said, uh, you go on in the dollar store, don't get in your car. She said, they'll follow you and stop you. Yeah, they'll turn on you because they didn't get what they wanted out of her. Uh -huh. And they'll just start shit with you. And the Lord knows I didn't have no time I was in the car. Yeah, you draw a lot of attention just being a person out walking. The only reason they didn't stop for me is because I'm sure at one point or another they radioed it around. That like, And then they just figured out who I was pretty fast. Yeah. Without ever stopping. Because I, I became known as like a guy on the street. The only pedestrian that wasn't a, you know, a drug addict. Well, you might have to watch it real closely now. Why? I have to variety. You think so? Because yep. I'll lose my uh, privilege? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't plan on being out in, in town anyway. There's nothing out there for me. No, they too, you know, like you've been a being. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's change the subject. What else? I've got some audio that's going to be about your lottery tickets and smoking. Oh, From my. us driving around. I like my lottery tickets. Just wait till I win that billion dollars in the morning. Well, uh... We could do a thing like where we just rapid fire. You say a bunch of, like, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. A lady never tells her age. When were you born? You know I... <laughs> oh, I know when you were born. You know when I was born. 19... Yeah. 1928. 1928. You're 94. 
94. I'm 49. When we were little, I knew you, uh, we would pick beans. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's what I knew you did. You looked after old guy Campbell. Yeah. Um, what else have you done? All Papa's finances. What ain't we done? What have I done or have you, we done? How many animals have you killed? Uh, a frog. I thought you had to kill chickens and stuff. Oh, yeah, when I was at home, yeah. Yeah. We wrung their neck. You killed a frog because Jake and Jovi were torturing Put your eyeballs out. It's eyeballs out. My cousin Jake punched out the frog's eyes. And then you found them. And they wanted to let it go, and I said, too late now, so I, I stomped it. They thought it would be funny to watch it hop off with no eyes. Yeah. How did you find them with the frog? They was right out behind me. You just saw, what, what are they doing? They're being too quiet? Yeah. Yeah, you talk about a killer. Oh, we killed chickens and everything we was growing up. We killed pigs, hung them up. Did you ever kill a cow? No, I didn't. I didn't kill the hogs, but I have run chickens next. But I've seen a, a hog killed. And did you feel powerful as the life drained from the eyes of the chickens? No, because you throw it down, it flutters. Uh, yeah. I cried most of the time. It was disturbing. Yeah. But you had to. If we wanted a chicken dinner, we did. Uh, let's see, uh, your mom was really cool. You have at least two cool sisters. One who's dead. May and Faye. Both of them's dead, yeah. Well, who's still alive? Marie. No, there's, a, there's somebody else. Judy, my high sister. And you just talked to her the other day? Yeah. And then Scott, your brother, half-brother. And Mark, but I don't fool with Mark because he's a smart eyes. And uh, what's your mom's name? Her name was Nellie. She'd be your fr fake uh, great-grandmother. And you're my fake granny. I'm your fake granny, yeah. Not my real granny. No, please don't call me fake mama. Or a fake nanny. No. <laughs> Or fake Mima. Just fake Granny's fine. No, just Linda's fine. Did you ever call anybody Mima? No, no. I don't, uh... Yeah, I do remember my Granny. My mother's mother. When I was 14 years old, my sister's boyfriend, he gave me a little Timex watch. Yeah. The only watch I'd ever had in my life. And my granny, she was dying. She she looked at me and she said, Can I have that watch? I said, Yeah, if you want it. I took it off. I was a crying when I took it off. I gave it to her. She turned right around and gave it to my cousin. And then wasn't long after that, she was dead. You regret her giving it away? Yeah. 
What did he do with it? I guess he kept it. Lost it in a drawer or something? I guess he just kept it. I don't know. Yeah, I was a crying as I was taking it off. First watch I'd ever had. Why did she want it? So she could give it to him. What was the thinking there? Uh, who knows? And she, did she not see that, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take this watch. Linda's crying. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying, what'd she do? <laughs> Um, oh, there's a legendary moonshiner. He's like a pop culture icon now that he's dead. Everybody, oh, Popcorn Sutton. Everybody kisses Popcorn Sutton's ass. That's the sorriest SOB that was ever born in Haywood County. Oh, Popcorn Sutton, when you guys were teenagers, about 14 years old, Popcorn Sutton tried to rape you. He did. But uh, he didn't manage to. No. Because another friend of friend told me cut his throat, and uh, and so he backed down. They backed down, but he probably got away with it with other chicks. Probably, yeah. Was he a bit about the same age? Yeah, I think me and him is the same age, or was. He's gone. Um. Yeah. I guess uh, you're not really ninety four, but. No, I'm just 72. 29 most days. He looked so much older than that one before he died. Yeah. He was just a little stick figure. Ratty guy. I think, now I may be wrong, but I think me and him are about the same age. And we have, uh, not that you hold any reverence for it, but we have a copy, some original book that he had vanity published. Yeah, we've got a book, uh, Me and My Liquor, L-I-K-E-R. Yeah. Bunch of cuss words in it. Yeah. Oh, he had a, a very filthy mouth. Well, it's a very filthy show that I do, but not this episode. Well. And. Well, why won't you? It must be really filthy, because you won't, you do not you will not let me listen to no, it. No, you're not allowed to listen to it. Okay. Have you ever listened to it? No, I promise I've not, no. I feel like uh, I let you hear the intro one time. And you then, did. And yeah. then it got right into the profanity. Then you cut it off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because your voice is in the intro. I was talking about Cody. Yeah. He's bleeding to death. <laughs> he oh. was a bleeding to death. I'll play that intro for this episode. That'll be fun. I made Nelton take him to the doctor, the vet. Yeah. He told Nelton, he said, if you hadn't brought him, he, he would have went into shock and he'd have died. Well, he's going in shock when Nelton got him out. He's going into shock. Going into shock. And the next thing I know, when I passed by there, he's sitting out there with that cone of shame around his head. <laughs> So he wouldn't chew on his stitches and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, ask another one, James. Yeah, we'll have to do one more and then, and then I'll go. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville and like these big Hollywood guys uh, have done 
you know, materials about popcorn. So it'll be fun for people to hear that story because you never hear that. Mm-mm. Um, what if somebody tries to come and kill me for saying all that? It, it could be that, you know, it reaches the right people and it sparks a news article or something. In which case, who the hell knows, you know? Well, you don't know my name, so... No. Okay, one more topic. I'm just somebody's gra- a fake granny. What do you think about Fox News? Do you really want to know? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Do you really want to know? Do you like his bow tie? I love to. I love him. Just out of my sight. Papa likes him. Papa loves Fox News. You know, he saw me coming up on the porch the other day, and uh, I hung out on the porch for a few minutes, and he was watching Tucker Carlson. He flipped it. He did, yeah, when he realized I was here. He flipped it to CNN. Like, I give a shit. As soon as he turns his back on the remote. We we did it. Turn it, the voice down. I've said that here on the porch half the time. Because it's too loud. And the dogs have to hear it, too. Or I should just go in there and get my moonshine. I laugh at the at thinking of like how loud it must be for the dogs when he's got it at like 70. They say a dog can hear 12 times more than we can hear. Can you imagine that? And they can also pick up on, on your tone of voice. Yeah. And if they're hearing that tone of voice come out of the TV all the time, that can't, that probably puts them no pressure. Wo- no wonder Riley won't hush when we tell him to quit barking. Yeah, he's so wound up. <coughs> oh, Linda's got a nice smoker's cough. I like my smoker's cough. Uh, you roll your own cigarettes. I roll my own cigarettes. Because I've got a, a fake grandson who won't buy me none. Well, here's what you... No lottery tickets. This is uh, what you did to your fake grandson with, with that rolling machine. I came in... Uh, this is after Mike died. Mike is Linda's son. And I had about $80 worth of weed. And I said, here, let's roll this into your into your thing. And, you know, you took it and just ka-chunk. <laughs> well, there went $40. Ka-chunk. There went another $40. We got, what, two cigarettes out of it? Yeah. And then uh, we smoked that. Did I smoke some? Yeah. Did I? You smoked more than I did because you smoked it like it was a regular cigarette. Oh, okay. Must have been pretty good, then. And it was Mother's Day. And um, you were sad about your son dying. And you said, uh, after we got high, you said, uh, I'm sad about Mike, but... Now I'm thinking, I'm only thinking about the good things. I'm just thinking the good things. Good things about Mike. Yeah. I mean, he rolled a few joints in his life, too. Yeah. uh, One of the last times I visited him, it was, the air was thick with it. Mike quit his job uh, when he was a teenager at Burger King. He ripped his shirt off. Yeah, he worked, uh... I think he told me he worked 30, 30 or 45 minutes. 
He said, there's a holler, flip this, flip this, flip this. And he said, uh, I just ripped my apron off and turned it down the floor and told him to kiss my eyes. And he had been given like a Burger King shirt. Yeah, he and ripped the shirt off, yeah. Because he didn't want to leave with it. <laughs> this is the grandma episode. Well, we need, to, we need to tell some tales on your mother, too, now. We don't have time. Oh, we don't have time. It's already a long show. Oh, okay. But you and my mom are great friends, and uh, did a bunch of crazy shit together. And Linda, and my papa, too, but mainly Linda, are where I get my sense of humor. <laughs> and you guys have encouraged me, always, just to be myself, without fear of reprisal or... Anybody slapping me in the mouth for being a smartass? Uh, I called you a smartass one time. Yeah, recently. Recently, yeah. That's when you were sick. Yeah. And I felt really bad because I did that. <laughs> and then... Uh, I avoided you for three days. You, He avoided me. And then I went up to him and hugged him. I said, you was the smartass and I was the dumbass. And then it was all over with. But what you like about me is that I'm a smartass. No. You're not a smartass. You were just that day. Because you were sick. I think the audience would disagree that I'm not a smartass. I think they've seen and heard too much. Well. And you don't use that language around us. I don't. I've, I've heard you say the F word one time. That's when I was uh, shaving your head and nipped your ear. Yeah. And you thought she was going to bleed to death. And I cussed you out. And you said the GD word. And I got tickled and started laughing. <laughs> I, I got a really uneven haircut. Your hair looked good when I got done with it. That was fine. Your ear wouldn't even hurt, and you thought you were bleeding today. So if people think I'm funny at all, really, it's because uh, I was encouraged by Linda, and they let me talk shit. Just be happy. Okay, I'm going to take this to the newsroom and put it all together. <laughs> okay, sir. That was fun. Mm. Whatever you do, just just be happy. I ain't no use to sit around and worry about everything. What, is, what will be, will be. That's right. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit, that's right. I love you. Love you too, James. James K. All right. I got a lot of work to do. The episode is sponsored by uh, like a palliative care service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here I go. Okay, I love you. Sir. I love you too. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Wear my name on the back of my belt. Believe there's a God to save me from hell. And dirt roads are made for country boys like me. They took her baby. Don't believe in politically correct. She had her baby. If you want a piece of me. CPS took her.
better have a set. A rifle and a four wheel drive is all I need. Okay, let's get me a red January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Terramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Yep, I said, Nelson, ain't bleak today. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. Hold <laughs> on, you want to do this right now? I write in the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Terramax out. You're going to live a clean life. Yes, I'm going to a um, dissociative state because... You're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Terramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. I went on the dark web the other day, and I couldn't see a thing. This is Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sec, auditioning for your love. And uh, because we're losing the space tomorrow, Chronicle.su Hate Radio is live tonight. We tried to build a clean society, didn't we? This is the grandma episode, by the way, which is why I mention uh, the no-cost word, clean society. Just trying to keep it wholesome for the, the kids out there and the old people that don't want to hear those ugly words. Uh, we're losing the space tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, the FCC, we had obscenity laws. There was no cussing on the airwaves. No boobies popping out. Um, but now, now we can do podcasts. And uh, you can talk about old moonshiners doing rapes. I see Canadian Glenn in the chat. Uh, scare quoting the words live. No, it is live. This is the show now, Chad. We are here and we're doing it. Um I think people take umbrage with the word live that because there was a pre-recorded interview with a grandma who's supposed to be in bed right now. It's midnight. Um, that it's that. Oh, it's not a live show. It's not a you never saw a man on the street interview. You never saw Jimmy Kimmel showing all those stupid dumbasses in Times Square that can't point to New York City on a map. We tried to build a clean society. Um, what I never understood about the no bad language thing on TV and the radio was that it's against the law, and you can be fined by the FCC for saying them old ugly words. Ship his fuck on cocksucker motherfucker and tits. You can't say those words. But it's perfectly fine to tell a far worse story <laughs> than... Cuss words could ever convey, uh, just as long as you don't say the words. Anyway, we're going to try not to say those words. And uh, we have a big show tonight, um, none of which includes any old uh, ugly talk. This one's for the grandmas out there, all right? I just want y'all to know that uh, grandmas is hate radio, all right? We're looking out for you. This one's for the grandmas out there. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Terramax for palliative care. It's a drug to support the Lebel Droker palliative care service that sponsors tonight's program. Dr. Troubadour took the Hippocratic Oath 
and he's ready to get out there and start uh, doing one thing and saying another. Tonight, Michael Richards. Uh, we got, we're going to have a stand-up segment later, and uh, Michael Richards joins the program. And if we ask him to come to the couch, I don't know if we will, but if we do, we're going to ask him where he got the ideas for his most iconic stand-up routines. Michael Richards, live at the Laugh Factory. Stare into the fires of eternity with assistance from Lebel Joker Palliative Care. Tonight's uh, episode is brought to you by Lebel Joker Palliative Care. Live a hard life and get here sooner. Are you notorious B.I.G. because you look about ready to die? Lebel Joker Palliative Care accepts only complicated, abusive forms of insurance that will wring you out like an old dirty wash rag for money and leave you begging for our wonderful, new and improved, enhanced services. Hey. Hey, fellow grandkids. Have you ever been so into those damn video games that the only way your friends can sort of relate to anything else is by having to compare it to that game? Like my friends will come up to me uh, while I'm playing. They'll see me on Steam and be like, uh, hey, you ever try this thing? Um, he, he was like, uh, it's, he told me it's like Sea of Thieves, this new game he wants me to play. He says, I forgot what it's called, but he says, except you're on Europa. Instead of the Sea of Thieves, you're on the oceans of Europa, and it's two-dimensional. I mean, uh, oh, and Brian, Brian said that, and Brian's here at the show. Uh, I just went along with it at the time, Brian, but later I thought, actually, that sounds pretty far from the Sea of Thieves, if I'm being honest. Hey, you want to play this game outside? It's like Sea of Thieves, but instead of cannonballs, it's a tennis ball and a racket, and you hit it over a net at the other ship. Do you want to play tennis? Because, uh, because, why did I sound nervous right there? <laughs> uh, like I've never done this. Because it's the grandma episode, and I don't want to say anything wrong. Because she made such a, a great breakfast leading up to the uh, previous episode. Tonight's program is grandma-friendly, uh, granny-approved, as it were. That is to say, this one's for all the grannies out there, real, fake, or imagined. Oh, we already did that. See, I, I memorized the script, and then I try, to, I try to rely on it, and I end up saying stuff two or three times. But uh, I, like, how did I come to it? I was showing off my breakfast, <laughs> as you do, on social media. It was just a nice, thoughtful, well-played uh, fucking pile of... Oh, I said a cuss word! Said a cuss word. It was, uh, it was bacon and eggs, toast, cup of coffee, big needle full of heroin. Just a really nice meal. And uh, she, it was, she made it for me because she knew I had a show coming up. And uh, it was our 4th of July episode, the one we just did. And she wanted me to have a nice breakfast. It was thoughtful. And so I was saying to the group chat... What a shame it is that she supports me, and here we go. She's not even allowed to uh, to hear the show. And Gup in the group chat said, bro, you need to do a grandma-friendly episode. Do one for the grandmas. That's how I imagine Gup sounds, just like myself. But if uh, he had, a, like, a congestion. He said, do one for the grandmas. So that's what we're all about tonight, just for the grandmas. If you're just tuning in to hear my usual jokes, you're not going to hear that kind of filth on tonight's episode but you can let you can let all this talk about it sort of be my protest um because i keep it's like the focal point of the episode i'm living proof 
folks, that anal sex can produce a child. Okay, that's you shouldn't have heard that because that's not the kind of show we're doing tonight. Tonight is a rare episode. It's a clean, radio-friendly hate radio brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker, Palliative Care. I used to be so outraged by the news. Like when I was listening to my grandma talk about Fox News and CNN and, you know, that stuff is for morons. All of it. Both of them. All of them. And then they just get crazier. One America network for the people, you know, that want to believe in QAnon. Those are the people that post on Chronicle.se. They're like, it's just around the corner. It's coming. I, I used to be so outraged by the news, and now I'm as smooth as a creek stone. News and information just washing over me. That's the privilege of bearing witness. I'm just looking at the chat here. Is he going to try to... No, it wasn't Crusader Kings, Toxie. It was... Um, I really can't remember the name of it. Brian, if you're if you're here, what's the name of that game you try to get me to play? It's on Europa. Canadian Glenn says, what is Dr. T's prescription for monkeypox? Uh, well, <laughs> he'll have to get back to you. I think he's he's like come down with a case of his own monkeypox, but Kilgore in the chat says, take a guess. Yeah, there you go. In parentheses, it's Terror Max. It's This is the privilege of bearing witness, folks. That If you showed up to the live show, you're a really small percentage of the number of listeners compared to like what people are downloading the program it's it's crazy like i didn't know that 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 many people would download the show when i look at you know just this uh, ragtag group of rebels over here in the <laughs> over here in the chat room glenn uh glenn you got to bring back your show do the come back and uh and do a show i do one every 3 weeks about it comes out to 4 because I, I always procrastinate for one week, and then it'll come out to six if I'm, like, miserable or something. Or if I have to record the show from under a bridge, like what's going to happen next week. Because, as I said on the previous episode, I've been writing the news out here, okay? And I'm leaving the newspaper. I just got to look at my levels real quick. Everything's good. I don't want to leave the paper, but the corporate lizard they installed here to bleed the place dry... He finally sucked out the marrow or whatever juice it is that kept the soul alive here. And we lost the heart of the operation. Our beloved news editor has left the paper. I'm working out my last week. It's pretty clear this guy was the identity of the paper. And they should have been on their hands and knees kissing this guy's ass. But lo and behold, he was neglected. His request for basic supplies, like a police scanner or like a, even a new camera lens, were ignored. Um, he he never he sure never got one of those so-called merit-based raises the publisher was talking about when he hired me. So there it is. We lost him. Um, and I found myself being in the unfortunate position of having to explain the news business to a 73-year-old man. This guy's older than my grandma. And I was laying into this old-timer. This senior citizen, I'm telling him just how disappointed in him that I am. You know, I've got one foot crossed over the other. I'm smoking a pipe. I got the newspaper at my feet. And, uh, you know, this guy didn't interrupt me. 
he came in my office and he closed the door behind him. This is supposed to be some kind of a power move to intimidate me or, or make me think it's like just you and me now, right? But for 45 minutes, he was trapped with me as I told him how screwed we are because of what, you know, of, of his just lack of support to the, uh, our news editor. And he just stood there in my office, hands in his pockets, taking it like he's in trouble at the principal's office, as I'm telling him, you know how embarrassing it is? We just hired a sports editor for not, you know, we've been, we needed one for nine months. And uh, we still don't have a camera lens for this guy to go and, and shoot football. He, he points the thing at his, it, it just pops off in front of all the, the spectators. And they're looking at him like, is this guy for real? How embarrassing that is. It's hum- And it was humiliating for for this guy, it had to be. And I hope that when I'm that old, like, I, first of all, I hope I don't get that old, but I hope that if I do, I'm not standing in some kid's office getting dressed down by my newest employee for being a colossal failure. Toxie in the chat says he's a power bottom. He was having you on. I that I considered that, man. If he was like, you know, now tell me how small my winky is kind of a guy. I don't know. Uh, but I'll take my failures quietly. Thank you very much. And uh, in private, if you know what I mean. I don't know. If he was any kind of a leader, though, like if he had any kind of a plan, uh, wouldn't he have stepped in and been like, now wait just a minute, you little pissant nothing. You think I don't have answers? Who do you think you're talking to? I run this place. You're a nothing. But instead, he just stood there taking it. And I think at at one point he said, you're right about a lot of the way that conversation went, though, it told me I should have had this conversation with him like two weeks into starting when I first noticed the problem and then taking the appropriate steps to have the guy removed. I thought he was going to be a savage reptilian type of guy, but once you shine a light on him, he just kind of shrinks away. Probably could have saved the paper that way. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But uh, seeing the way he reacted, I knew this place is just going to burn down around me. So the following day, I gave my notice. And now we're having a good old-fashioned hate show. Last weekend of the uh, newsroom access. I'm about to hand in my key, man. And then it's over. I have one F word to bleep out. It's the last one from the newsroom. Then we'll go on to do I don't know what. We'll we'll record this from inside a, a men's shelter <laughs> at the YMCA. Um, for some people, their grandfather... Is their father? Those are messed up families. I don't know why I said that. Uh, it says here to tell fun stories about grandma stuff, and we'll move this show right along. What time is it? All right, we've yeah, we're we're making good time. Uh, sh- one time, she let me smoke cigarettes to light fireworks. Uh, to keep the cigarette going, you gotta puff it a little bit. Keep it going. All right, so I got the bright idea. I'd never smoked before. She just left me alone with the cigarette and the firecrackers, Linda did. And um, so I'm puffing on this thing, and I get the bright idea. How about I just give that thing a great big old deep puff? Like, and, I, and I would think, like, why do adults only puff it a little bit? Like, why don't they take a whole great big old lung in? And so I, I, put, I took a huge drag of this old lady cigarette. She wasn't old at the time. This was like... I was 14, and um, um, I guess she was still old. Uh, 
so I took a great big drag of the cigarette and it like paralyzed my vocal cords and I sounded like Patty and Selma and 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 I threw the fireworks down I ran inside and I, I said what's wrong Linda what's wrong with my voice and then she acted like she she couldn't she couldn't tell the difference between that and my regular voice I said Linda there's something wrong I was smoking that cigarette and I she goes what I don't I don't hear any different like just you know I don't know go play a video game or something get out of here she loves smoking uh she smoked all that weed at one time we told we heard that story about the grandma she said i feel better now i said i know you feel better you just smoked 80 dollars worth of weed in 7 minutes and uh that strain that was the joe rogan strain a friend of mine got me from ashville that year she loves smoking. The other day I was at her house and I said you're supposed to have what's that in your hair? You're supposed to have white hair. Do you have a little blonde coming in or is is that from smoking? She goes it's from my cigarettes. I got a, I got stuff I put in my hair. <laughs> she likes smoking. Her lungs probably look like an opium den. This is the Hate Radio Granny edition, y'all. We got a fun show coming up. Wild Bills coming on. Uh, but before that, we've got a special report by uh, Wild Bill Kilgore from the Internet Chronicle, straight from the Chronicle.su news desk. It's going to be a hell of a show coming up. I'm excited. I just I, I don't know what to make of tonight's episode. It's it's all up in the air. We haven't even done a sound test yet. Uh, give us a few minutes. We're going to take a short break. We're going to hear a, a special report from Wild Bill Kilgore. Billy's coming on. It's a tragedy because... Every episode that we've ever done of this show where we had a guest is just filthy. They can't take this home to Linda. They can't take this show home to mom and dad and say, guys, look, uh, look they featured my work on, on a podcast. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, what is it? Uh, you know, it's the thing. Well, wh- what kind of a podcast is it? What's it called? Nah, it's just, it's a podcast. It's like a tech thing. You know, people in the tech world hear it and... And they do gags and stuff. Well, just, it's it's called Hate Radio. And they say, oh, okay. Well, let's hear it. I mean, it's Hate Radio. Maybe it's just ironic. And then they get into it and it's, well, you know what it is. The, everybody that's here knows what this show is. And that's really comforting. It's cool to have you guys here. Thanks thanks for being here. It means a lot to us when you, you come to the, uh, to the live episode. And um, really... Now that people have been coming to all of them, it's only fun with you guys, and it's good to have you here. Beast World, Tato, Glenn, Nix, Toxie, Brian, Salbocha, and others. I know I'm missing somebody that I don't like, and I'm intentionally not saying their name. This is Hate Radio. Do you know what this is all about? Do you know why we're here? To be out. This is out. And out is one of the single most enjoyable experiences of life. People, you know how many people talk about we should go out? This is what they're talking about. This whole thing, we're all out now. No one is home. Shut up! 50 years ago, you had your home tied down with a fucking pork up your ass! You can talk, you can talk, you can talk your brain now, motherfucker! Roll his ass out, he's a nigger! Not one person here is home. We're all out. There are people trying to find us. They don't know where we are. 
Did you read? I can't find him. Where did he go? He didn't tell me where he was going. He must have gone out. You want to go out. You get ready. You pick out the clothes, right? You take the shower, get all ready, get the cash, get your friends the car, the spot, the reservation. Then you stand around. What do you do? You go. He's a nigger! He's a nigger! Oh my God. A nigger! Look, there's a nigger! Ooh. Ooh. All right, you see? It shocks you. It shocks you to see what's buried beneath your stupid motherfucker. You stand around, what do you do? You go, you gotta get up. Once you want to go to you want to go sit, you want to get up, you want to go out again tomorrow, right? I'm afraid. Oh, you're threatening me? We'll see what's up. Oh, it's a big threat. That's how you get back in the band. That was real problem for Wait a minute, he's not going, is he? It's not funny. That's why you're recheck. Never had no show, never had no movie. I'm trying to feel it, that's it. Oh, I guess you got me there. You're absolutely right. I'm just a washer. Got to stand on the stage. Actually, oh, that's it. We had it. We had it. And that is it. I don't know what to say, guys. Um, sorry about that. The views of Michael Richards do not reflect our values here at Hate Radio. I don't know what that was, but uh, it's never going to happen here again. You have my word. Um, we were to think we were we were going to call that piece of shit to the couch. Me and Kilgore were going to bring that in. All right, so the show's. All- Oh, I said another cuss word. There it is. There's number two, baby. We got some bleeping to do later. You're going to have to take me off the show next. Uh, tonight's show, our sponsor, Lebel Droker Palliative Care. Um, we're going to hear a special report from Wild Bill Kilgore. We're going to have him on in just a few minutes. Uh, hang out for just a minute while we, we sort out whatever just happened, and uh, we'll we'll make the show happen. Tonight's grandma-friendly gorilla radio episode of Hate Radio is brought to you by Liebeldroker Palliative Care, taking care of old people, too sick and old to take care of themselves. Are you older than dirt? Do your joints pop and ache every time you move your tired bones? Are you really old? Did you live a life of pure degeneracy and now you can't move around easily? You didn't take care of yourself and Liebeldroker Palliative Care is here for you. Call Liebeldroker Palliative Care. We'll pick your old ass up. Label drunk a palliative care. They broke the windows to get inside. They came in my house and they found me. I was laying there in my underwear. Label Droker Palliative Care has recently acquired new cranes and construction equipment to make your life easier. I've been entangled with a lawsuit with Label Droker Palliative Care for 24 years and they still haven't paid out. Label Droker Palliative Care owes me money. Label Droker Palliative Care is coming for you. He's not breathing. Looks like his body done give out. Start CPR. Go through his pockets. Clean his pockets. Stand clear. Push to shock. Liebeldroker Palliative Care. You'll wish you got sick sooner. My angels and I pray for the balance of existence and the purification of all things. 
my angels, and I pray that all of the good things of life will be safe. My angels, and I pray that we can enhance DNA. My angels, and I pray that we can end climate change. My angels, and I pray that all of the sicknesses will go away. My angels, and I pray that the medical needs checklist will be accomplished. My angels, and I pray that we can make sorrowful ways. Imagine an entirely new field of manipulation developed at Liebeltroger Social Engineering Labs combined science and journalism by asking public figures shocking questions and chemically forcing their brains to lie using a new process called induced pathological lying applying Dr. Troubadour's patented Terramax regime. Scientific journalists from Nebel Droker Labs traveled to Washington, D.C., L.A., and Virginia to kidnap and interrogate many of the world's most stunning and hated figures with two loaded questions, just to see what they would say. Miley Cyrus was dosed with 50 grams of Terramax after failing to enter the hypnotic telepathic state presumably after an immense tolerance buildup over years of Terramax abuse. Where were you when 9-11 happened? Daddy was getting ready to do a show at Madison Square Gardens, and I was up on top of the tower, a sightseeing. That plane coming in was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, and the smell of jet fuel mountain steel beams. You can never forget that smell. I remember it twerking, I really trampling down all them people in the stairway as I made my escape. What were you doing during the Uvalde school shooting? I was in the hall smoking a cig with them cops as we sat around waiting for the deep state. We was told not to do nothing by the sheriff. Dolly probably would have stormed in there with her bare fist, but my agent wants me to be careful about my appearances. So I turned my attention to suppressing the crowd gathering outside. Former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, was dosed with 15 grams of Terramax but failed to produce the typical florid imagery often associated with the hypnotic telepathic state. Where were you when 9-11 happened? I was calming. I am always calming. I saw the towers blow when I was pumping iron, and I couldn't help it. I was calming. I feel no shame. What were you doing during the Uvalde school shooting? I was calming. The police did nothing. Accused rapist Christine Weston Chandler was given five milligrams of Terramax. The trance-like stare, indicating the hypnotic telepathic state, was inconclusive as it was present before administration of the Troubadour regime. 
Where were you when 9-11 happened? Manchester High School. While uh, taking her computer graphics class and one of the unique OC or original character, I was still a Pikachu. Because I was born in like April 1992. Yeah, Senpai hit me with the hit me with the super sonic form and the chaos emerald energy, and everything happened. What were you doing during the Uvalde school shooting? I had been assisting with uh, new with our new allies and constantly being upgraded. We are literally just we stand and walk and talk right next to y'all. It's based on the uh, G4 My Little Pony. Former first lady and secretary of state. Hillary Clinton was given a tremendous dosage of 10,000 grams, which was well in excess of a fatal dosage administered in experiments undertaken at Liebeldroker Agricultural, killing 30 head of cattle. Where were you when 9-11 happened? Hey, y'all. I was being chased down by super predator Osama bin Laden in the mines of Tora Bora. Had to call in them daisy cutters and drone all their families. What were you doing during the Uvalde school shooting? That hour before we let them police in, I was having the time of my life. There's nothing better than fresh adrenochrome, y'all. Them pineal glands were still pumping. And when it's that fresh, you can just ride the high for hours and hours. The world's mind is yours to manipulate today, thanks to advancements at Liebeldroker Social Engineering Works. This has been a special report from Liebeldroker Corporate Publishers, a subsidiary of Saker's Copper Wire Recycling. Thank you.
listening to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec. This is Chronicle.su. Hate Radio. We got Wild Billy Kilgore on the line, just doing some sound stuff. How's it going, Kilgore? It's great. It's great. Good, man. Glad to hear it. What's new with you? I'm um, hearing a bit of an echo right now. No, it's gone. That's good. Um, it's going just fine. Uh, this... I got a handful of Werther's Originals. Grandma's taking out her dentures tonight. Tell you what. You got those Werther's and you're you're sucking on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're a hard candy. Hard butter scotch candy. Um, one, of, one of Grandma's favorites. One of Grandma's down south treats. So we're not allowed to make any school shooter 9-11 off-color types of jokes tonight, huh? It would be inappropriate. It's all about grandma tonight, huh? It's all about the grandmas and just being sweet little angels uh, having a nice visit with our grandmas. You know, you know um, that reminds me of the school shooting where he shot the grandma first. What shooting was that? And then went over to the school. Uvalde. Oh, that... He shot a grandma first. Yeah, he shot that grandma down. I don't think he finished her, though, like he did the kids. Um, I wonder if he ever finished a, a lady. Do you... Was was that the kid that has, like, a funny round-shaped head with the, the squatty eyes? No, he was kind of uh, thin and narrow-looking and... Uh, you know, they had some pictures of him in a dress and stuff. I, it was, uh, he did have this, there was this one picture of him in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the cameras, the surveillance cameras. And he was, it looked like his grin went all the way to his ears and people were saying he was a demon. Doing, or doing like a troll face thing where the grin is stretched real wide. Yeah, like a, exactly like the troll face. Um, I never, you know, I never saw it. I really thought that the Uvalde shooter was uh, like that weird looking kid. I'm looking yeah, up. Yeah, he was a weird looking kid. Picture. I mean, uh, that, there's no doubt about that. Oh bring, yeah, I have never seen this guy picture, before. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. See, I thought, uh, you know who I'm talking about, that kid with the weird-shaped head. Uh, who did he shoot up? I don't know. I don't keep up with the shootings. I'm not a school shootings fanatic. Well, I used to not be a school shootings fanatic until um, until they really hit the mainstream. I'm kind of a, a you know, poser, kind of just hopped on the trend. You only just got into it once it, the, the people started watching it on TV. And now exactly. you, you go to these. Remember when people used to go to Lost parties and watch Lost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that kind of uh, boring sci-fi show about those people on the island. Our friends were doing that, our mutual friends up in the mountains. And I remember it was kind of near the end of the Lost whole thing and... At a certain point, they were kind of pissed. Uh, yeah, you know, 
these TV shows these days, they want to draw you into some fucking world. Oh, Billy some... saying cuss words on the granny episode. Yeah, they want to draw you into some some uh some flipping world, world? some flipping world and you don't want it to end. It's not about the story. There's no real story to follow as such. So much as it is a world to immerse yourself in. And as the plot begins to tie up all the loose ends, it's never, it's very unsatisfying. It's it's a hateful thing, right? Yeah, there kind of is no way to do it properly. Or no, maybe... not in that type. The best way is just to cancel it yeah. and end it. And, and let everybody say, well, what if it was given a proper ending and just let it let that be the proper ending? Yeah, I think the problem, well, here's the thing. Even if you give it a proper ending, people will hate it even more because that just ties their whole world in a knot and it's over. Like if For instance, to... um, Game of Thrones, yeah. right? Uh, I didn't even like that show. I watched the first season and I was like, well, this is some boring ass soap opera. Right. It's a soap opera. And then I see everybody watching it because it's the final season, yeah? And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this check it out and it's these fucking sick army of darkness fucking battles where they're they're fighting off these goddamn zombies right and the, and uh and there's dragons burning cities down i'm like holy shit this is this rocks i love this this is this show is good i must have been missing something and meanwhile everybody in the room is grumbling so Angry. bad. This is so bad. I don't yeah. like this show. It's a terrible, terrible way to end. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. People were walking around the streets of New York City grumbling about this. It was like it changed the tone on the subway. You could feel it. But it was, I thought it was great. I, I didn't see where everybody was so mad about. Now, when it's, it's how they tie up these loose ends. Like when they finally. When the reality show of school shootings comes to an end, uh, and they people are going to be mad how, <laughs> at how they've done it because oh well they they banned all the guns like like now my fucking like yeah yeah the the horrible reality show's over but they, they did it in a way that pissed me off they took my guns and they regulated shit. Now I'd like to imagine. Well, everybody imagine they won't even take pit bulls away, man. They're not going to take guns. Imagine, <laughs> imagine for one minute, if we finally solve the school shooting problem, but without banning guns. So you've still got all the guns, but somehow you've you've got a way to deal with it. Would it be armed guards? Would they just shut down the? Would they just have schools that lock down and have bulletproof barriers everywhere? Uh, oh yeah, where everything looks like a like a fortress from Rick and Morty. Yeah, where you've got to go. The school shooter shows up. Oh, they've got. How about turrets up in the up yeah. in the uh, just auto turrets in every school? Ain't no school shooter gonna get close to these turrets, baby. That's what they need is auto turrets. Nobody talks about the. The possibility of auto turrets in schools to, the centuries, to deal with this, and kids can do yeah, like schoolyard turrets. songs, like about the centuries watching them. Yeah, but if they accidentally wave around an item that looks too much like a gun, they might get popped. But Just that's their zapped. own fault. 
now you got to stand in a single file line or you're going to get zapped by this horrible ray, death ray. Nick says, I just homeschooled. Well, you can put the sentries up at a homeschool. I mean, homeschool shootings are probably still a, a real danger. If you've got a, a danger, but, but you just can't. You do, they don't get the kill count. Right. It's just a sad the, story. The drone dogs. What are those but sentries on legs? Perfect. Because if they barricade themselves in a room, you just send in the dog. And did you see the? the uh... Did you see the new video of the the drone dogs with the the lasers on their backs? Yeah, and the guns just blasting away at targets perfectly. How do you like that? Uh, you know, it's the few. And if in the future it's just a bunch of drones shooting each other to solve conflicts, and and people are left out of it, well, all the better, right? Yeah, because we would only select opponents that also have drone dogs. You'd not, you wouldn't well, send that into a, yeah, I mean, a Ugandan village. It would get down to that. You know, th that's true. You could just send the drone dogs in to, and, to uh, col colonies. And you don't have to feel anything with the drone dogs because you don't even have to see it happening. Just send in the drone dogs. Have them uh, take care of everything until we turn them off. Yeah, yeah. Your your infantry is just left digging graves. That's their only job. <laughs> Driving backhoes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> release the drone hounds. Mr. Burns um, would release drone dogs right, at right, you right, right, right. in and, the future. And uh, it's the kind of war grandma would prefer to the wars of the past that are more personal and violent yeah. and then it, it's sad when uh when nelson the farmer runs over the drone dog's legs with his tractor and they they have to drag oh. the dog up to your property like it's going into <laughs> shock you know <laughs> oh honey i, I run over dogs. the drone dog i backed over it I yeah, that's the... all. The future of warfare is 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 a beautiful, um, nonviolent uh, type of type of uh, thing. You know. Yeah, that's why the drone dogs have guns because it's less violent. Mm-hmm. Now you know who would really appreciate the uh, drone dogs, and and the state of the world today with all the school shootings and and racial violence in the streets. Charles Manson. Police would shoot the drone dogs. They wouldn't work with the cops. I've heard Charles Manson has a posthumous autobiography that that's going to be released here in a couple weeks under Liebel Joker Publishing, actually. Holy shit. Um yeah. And and uh the big the big reveal is that he died satisfied. Helter Skelter was finally beginning after all these decades. Um in the in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests. He thought that was triggering Helter Skelter. He was uh yeah, he was well pleased with with all that. Now People can go to the Liebel Droker Publishing House. It's liebeldroker.com. It's hyphenated. 
liebel-joker.com and you can you can check out the other uh publications on that site among them being the internet chronicle and uh you you can maybe catch when when can people see this oh they can pre-order they can pre-order the the official charles manson autobiography um edited by uh liebel drokers ceo himself raleigh Raleigh theodore sakers uh, he's got his. He wrote the. He wrote a nice introduction, a foreword to be precise, uh, in which he outlines his uh, time uh, with with uh, Manson and the Beach Boys and and the family. Uh, he was he was good friends with Charles Manson up until Charles Manson started getting uh, you know a little little hungry for fame. You know he it was they he was like. Yeah, I get it. You wrote Beach Boy songs. You're, you know, yeah, you fit, you know, just, just, uh, he, he was too hungry, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and then Raleigh had to let him, let him go because he, he saw where the things were going. At one point, um, didn't he take over Raleigh's beachfront property? He just moved in with some girls. Yeah, he did that. He did that to the Beach Boys too. It was kind of his signature move. Uh, Raleigh had to throw him out on the streets, and you know, that really broke his uh, resolve to become a famous singer. And Raleigh was just too successful to really be impressed at Manson's ability to pull pussy. He's like, "I get it, but you got to leave." Like this, right? I mean, we're gonna party on my terms. The Beach Boys. Raleigh had no trouble pulling pussy he didn't need he didn't need those freaked out acid chicks it was uh, which it was brian wilson right brian wilson the Correct. only beach boy i ever gave a fuck about just because of that story right right uh because you it, it i don't, you to think I don't know like, if it was well, brian wilson it might have been um, one of the lesser ones because brian was wilson i thought he was the lead singer i think it right? was brian wilson they can tell us in the chat they know that's okay. Did you, uh, hey man, Hillary Clinton was really riding that high earlier. <laughs> she was feeling those, uh, those fucking glands. Can you, I mean, it's true. I think it's true. You know, the, the tear is the supposed to cause, is supposed to cause them to tell terrible lies but it sounded like she was just telling the truth right terrible lie yeah um and you know it and it was uh she sounded a little tired a little sleepy maybe it was like an aphrodisiac effect on her because she sounded a little bit she did yeah she uh, definitely she was on you know she was you could you could kind of sense that she was dancing as she was speaking Uh, you know, I think she was uh, fiending a little bit also. She was feeling it. There goes Jim Watkins scrolling up the screen. Oh, let's talk about him. Um, he he died the other day. And since you published that story, uh, people are, are doxing me with the old number where I used to live. Yeah, they also, uh, I mean, they, used, they doxed me as... Um, Charles Cullen, Charles E. Cullen, Roanoke, Virginia's. Um, oh, that is beautiful. Famous, 
famous uh what do you call it uh chicken chat horror he he did he did chicken chat the public access show fuck i forgot to put your uh your cover of the charles colin uh song on here i'm gonna put it in oh, the maybe show. you can sneak that in at the yeah. end credits i did because I, I was doxxed as him i did a cover of granddaddy bought me a copperhead and you got doxxed uh, as him because songs. i put his photo into your obituary that i wrote about you and that's okay i mean that's fine uh they the strange thing they said is that he was asian which I never saw that myself. I, maybe in the in the photo, he looks a little bit like you can't see he his eye like an Asian man folds or whatever. A beer. Could be, could be, yeah. Vaguely Asian, uh, but he may. Have you seen his movie? Have you seen any of his movies? No. Um, he did the okay. Charles E. Cullen. I actually was at the premiere of his. Uh, Christmas horror movie uh, with Wayne, and uh, that was a that was fucking wild. I'm not sure if it was a Christmas one, but it was it was some wild movie. Uh, but the one that really sticks in my mind is the uh, Boogeyman, and I think that's his most classic one. It was filmed in black and white, and there's a scene in it that really was too much for um, too much, right? for a lot of for a lot of the censors out there uh he had a he had a there was a there was a scene where he's this boogeyman is going around murdering people and he finds this baby in a um in a in a in a seat car seat and just slams it with a with a sledgehammer as hard as you can while it's buckled into the child seat yeah, and it just explodes out. But it's actually it's like actually Gallagher. just a watermelon or something, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see that movie if you haven't seen it. I I really I really suggest so, it. And it was all filmed in one take in sequential order. So like there will be this horrifying scene where where he's like chasing after someone with a chainsaw or something and a dog just walks onto the screen and and it's a you never full, see the dog again. like hour horror. <laughs> I would. I it may be that long. I it may be longer. Uh, and there's, um, it it's fairly scary movie, except for the fact that it's you know clearly shot in one take in sequential order. By one take, you mean they never turned the camera off, like that motorcycle scene from Children of Men? Oh no no no! They turned the camera off. And they turn it on, and that's all they do. And if it and if the scene doesn't go right, it's that's what they've got. There was no editing done. <laughs> yeah. And did they put this on television? You could not put this. It would not go on television. Not even, not even on. I, I don't even think on like HBO they could show it. Dennis Wilson was the drummer for the Beach Boys, and uh, let Charles Manson live in his. In his mansion, says. Yeah, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't Brian Wilson. Were they brothers? Yeah, yeah. The, the that was part of the appeal of the Beach Boys is that because they were actually brothers, or maybe they were cousins, or I don't know. But the fact that they're um, related, you know, genetically related, 
makes the makes their harmonies like really tight because they were related their harmonies are tighter yeah yeah because their voices sound the same right well, they're basically the same kid just make them do it once and they harmonize like the pointer sisters right right I've, I've been on my best behavior this episode of how many cuss words four maybe are we really counting cuss words for grandma? Because huh? I got to go back and uh, I got to edit her coughing over every cuss word. Her hacking smoker's cough. Oh, that's what you're going to do, not beeps. I think beeps are probably funnier and less confusing, but you do you do whatever you want, man. Why not both? Yeah, you can do both. Kilgore recently memorialized his grandma, honored his grandma. That's right. Um, you weren't able to go early after she first died because of COVID. Um, no, COVID had nothing to do with it. It's, no. Um, we just uh, waited several months so that everybody could get together. Yeah, you know, it had nothing to do with COVID. Nothing at all to do with COVID. And that's not, not how slightest. she died no. either. A what? She didn't die from COVID either. No, no. You called in from your memorial using T-Man's phone. Did you tell him we said thanks? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I, I certainly did. Thank you, T-Man. Um, yeah, yeah. As a result That's of right. your Jim Watkins death hoax, someone went and posted the phone number to an address I lived at like 12 years ago. Right, And it was the same set of docs as when we first outed AnnaNews.org in like 2010 for being sponsored by the U.S. government. Yeah, let's talk about that. The funny thing is... Well, here's what I want to talk about that. Okay. What does that say about the group, you know, currently attempting to dox us and ruin us? Just because you did that Q story, Jim Watkins story. What does that say about that group? Because... It feels like the same motivations and the same intentions, and I just thought it was—I uh, just thought it was no coincidence, perhaps, that it's also the same set of docs that when we attacked a similar ideology, when it was like oh, no. See, the thing first is, and anonymous. It's like oh, it's no, no. interesting that they use that same set of no, docs. No. See, you've got it. You, you're confused. Um. We were not doxxed for fucking with Jim. Uh, in fact, um, it had to do just with our guest last week, Fred, last show. Oh, I thought it was because um, of. Uh... Oh no, um, the if you want, if you you remember Encyclopedia Dramatica, that kind of website. Where I love it. I love that website. To... Yeah, right. big influence on. Right, right, and well. Um, I didn't like anybody that I ever met from there. No, they're uh, horrible there people. One, there was one guy we met, we had from there, from ED, who became um a writer briefly for the Internet Chronicle. I don't, I don't feel like naming names just because it's and he was on the show uh, and he deleted the show when we fired him. Yeah, and he deleted the tried to delete the whole website and stuff, and it was really dramatic. Uh, yeah. nonsense he did not take like, it well 
no, just a butt hurt baby. But we don't need to mention that guy, uh, Beef Rave. We don't need to name names here. <laughs> uh, but since then, and these are the kind of thing is though with people like from ED is they are that way where you mention their name and it's like that's opening up a can of worms, right? Well, um, it's not. Our Nobody show, even knows him. Well, okay. So what happened is that this time the new Kiwi, the new the new Encyclopedia oh, type Farms. site is Kiwi Farms. I don't want to talk we, about Kiwi Farms. Well, they were briefly mentioned. Uh, our previous guest has a thread on there, and that's what led to all the doxing. It had nothing to do with Jim, really. Um, except for we were talking about Jim on the show. They yeah. weren't mad, mad at us for messing up, messing with Jim. They were mad at us simply for talking with Fred, if that makes any sense. It doesn't make much sense to me. Seems convoluted and crazy. And I think on the last episode, we addressed it. Like, what if, you know, the fucking booking agents or, or whatever, whoever's like booking the, the talent at the Tonight Show like if they were like, all right, we're going to have this uh, guy on. He's like, whatever. And then there's this random contingency of assholes that suddenly start like you wouldn't just dox the lady who books Conan. Well, here we'll go further with it. The um, the the original point you were making about how the the docs, the kinds of people who dox us, we're talking the jester, yeah. the Anna News people. Intelligent the, people, um, Ivy League. You're a non-central. Type. Every time some group of people or some person doxes us, they're just putting themselves in this uh, group of the gutter retards who fucking don't understand humor or something. Sure. Every time. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's the kind of point you were making. And it had nothing to do with them wanting to defend Jim Watkins. They are just out against uh, Fred. That's I think all. Fred was the perfect guest for this show. Uh, it was a great show, too. Um, Fred is canon. Uh, canon, right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. And and also ridiculous that that's... So I just figured that like those guys would be better at, uh, at bringing harm to me and my loved ones. Kiwi Farms? Or anybody. No. Well, you know what? I think on the one hand, they're um, just trying to be funny and, and trying to be show who can be more gay and fucking lame than anybody else or something. I don't sure. really get it, but it's it's a weird fucking culture there. They're, it's like they all <laughs> want to talk. If they could just talk to our managers, we would be in big trouble with the Kiwi Farms type of people. Oh, no. Uh, Trill Police says they're not sending their best. <laughs> well, I would hate to see no, I, <laughs> I don't think I think their best would would probably look at our site and be like, yeah, you guys are funny. The top oh, of their know. class ones would look at our site <laughs> and admire it for its potential to be a type of uh, propaganda thing. They're like they would look at the style and the attitude and the not giving a fuck about it. Whoops. There's another one uh, that they would respond to that in their own creepy way and never ever mention it. And they would just be like, yeah, that is some, that's a powerhouse over there. If they just 
would do it for this hateful little thing that I want them to do it for. Oh, yeah, personal army, yes. Yeah. No, uh, well, see, here's the thing. They certainly aren't sending their best, and the, the ones in Fred's thread are clearly not too bright, and they seem to all be wanting to, like, uh, really... Well, they have a whole lot of reach involved. And that's the thing with the, that's the thing with Kiwi farms that I never saw with ED is that it's popular. Like there's hundreds of thousands of users and, and they're all fucking unfunny and shitty. Okay. So there's probably some funny ones there's out there. There's some but... ones that are good at cutting people <laughs> down that they know like that. This is, yeah, this is where the bullies who didn't mature, like this is where they take it to the next level. Once they get out of high school that, and they can keep that alive there. And, some of those guys are legitimately funny. I mean, a good put down is a good put down and it's funny, but it, it goes into the realm of, okay, guys, like, what are you really trying to do? Like, are you, do you really want to ruin people? Because why? I don't really, weird? yeah, I don't really see any good stuff in Fred's thread. It's all, it's all uh kind of, um, reach. It's, there's a lot of reach going on there on that website. Like you click on, nine out of 10 things on that site, it's going to be fucking desperate reach or weird tinfoil. Ain't nothing too funny. It's probably the bigger targets that are, uh, that are going to attract the funnier people like the Chris Chans of the website. Yeah, you would think so. Um, one thing I notice is that the biggest targets there are, um, actually the lamest and it's, and are drawn out, beefs between um that that the site owner himself is involved in and uh, that, something moon uh, jeff right moon. right this josh jo josh, josh moon, moon character jeff coons jeff moon jeff coons um and he like he's really into this beef with ethan ralph so that thread goes to the front page and what is so funny about this stuff i don't know it's hard to see it's all convoluted reach and and i think a lot of people are trying to dick ride this 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 uh site owner guy uh, they should dick ride us yeah they really should um just take a just take a look right take a look in a book you can dick ride us i'm looking up your um the song you did the college don't song. don't play save it for the end we still got we still got playing a show to go here the copperhead you uploaded it to chronicle right yeah yeah that's correct that is good you are correct sir how about that uh legal joker palliative care a new service to pick up your old ass Tell us about it. I've been interested in getting palliative care myself. I th what I thought was cool about it was that they're that now they're renting out cranes and stuff if you want to really move around the house. Cranes? Because there's some heavier people. They're opening a, a new women's clothing store here. It's mainly plus sizes. It's a lot of material. You know, you you got to move uh, one of these old people. It's it's a lot of manpower or. You can rent one of these uh, caterpillars and really take her out for a night on the town. That's just one thing that they offer. Okay. There's other there's other stuff like uh, when you find when you collapse like because of a 
a cardiac event, like a stroke or something? Oh yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. They'll, yeah, I mean, twice this week it, it happened to me, and I didn't have the service yet because I couldn't figure out the promo code or whatever. But they will come after you collapse to your knees, and they'll just rifle through your pockets and stuff while you're having a stroke. And that's and that's that's the kind of care they're providing. That's the service they offer. And they put it in a tray and they run it through an X-ray to make sure you're not trying to sneak anything into their palliative care service that doesn't belong there. It's just part of the and they'll put it in their pockets and keep it. You're lucky they didn't rip out your um, pineal gland and suck it down. Honestly, now when Hillary was after those glands, they were so fresh. In the recording, I mean, you could hear the moisture, and apparently they were still pumping. Right. That is a um, sick-ass gland. I bet, I mean, does it get any fresher? Well, you see what why they had to have a whole hour is because there's this thing where they rip out the gland, but they leave it still attached to the body, so it and she just sucks on it, right? Right. That's, that's how I hear they do it. Um, in, in those school shootings. Wait, what about the school shootings? Well, they, they get all the kids, start shooting them. The cops are told to stay out for an hour. Your deep state goons come in and start sucking down the pineal glands for that adrenochrome. And they have to, they, they just, they just let it pump until the kids bleed out. And so, and the, so the whole time you're just getting raw, ripe, Still warm, pineal gland hormone. Yeah, and the terror, the terror they're feeling that they're being killed. Um, it really it it kind of cranks out the adrenaline and the adrenochrome, and it all works together. It all works together. Crank up the adrenochrome. Feels good on your system. It, it's a, sort of a wellness thing, right? Mm, sure, yeah. Because once you get sure. to that level uh, and they have to like prop you up against a, a pillar before they shovel you into a car like your, uh, like your weekend at Bernie's, um, you, need some, you need that extra push. And where are you going to get that? But when it's coming straight out of the spring, like... Still pumping, like you said. It's still right. pumping, that pineal gland. And what does it taste like? I've never had one, honestly. I'm not. Do I look like a deep state ritualist to you? I mean, it, I, I, I can barely afford to go out for a drink, much less a fucking buy me a child's fresh. Pineal gland. I would you think I, mean, I am some kind of billionaire. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty. You'd have to really luck up on a pineal gland just from where we are. I thought that we uh, we really lucked up on that Michael Richards appearance, and then what a disaster that was. Next time, next time we need to uh, make sure we vet our guests a little better. Um, he really had nothing to say to do with you know cybersecurity, internet culture. Uh, he really just spewed out a couple of uh, really bad uh, bad jokes and slurs. 
you know, maybe he would do better over at uh, Kiwi Farms, Michael Richards. You know who would do great at Kiwi Farms, and I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, is Joe Beggia. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. He's so good. <laughs> We've got some dirt on this uh, comedian called Joe Beggia is his name. And I noticed it, I guess, right after um, uh, George Carlin had died, probably about three years after that, this guy was still doing this Carlin impression, but he had modified it a little bit to be like, now that I'm gone, is like, that's the first big laugh that he gets. Can you play that? Can you play that right yeah. now? Do you have that queued up? I do. Let's hear that. And Let's hear Joe Bedja, the... George Carlin impersonator. And he's doing this uh he's doing this room and it's the definition of a corporate fucking retreat or conference or whatever it is and mm-hmm. it's a it's a cybersecurity uh firm Symantec. This would have been like in the late 2000s. They're having their conference and they've hired this guy a George Carlin impersonator Joe Beggia to play their room. <sighs> What's up? What's new? What's going on? It's miserable. What do you think? What do you hear? What do you say? What do you feel? Get past What's going down? What it is? How's it hanging? Somebody laughter. Semantic. It took him a long time. Twenty six seconds. He did the now that I realize the true meaning of life. The whole purpose of life, and that is trying to find a place for your data. Oh my God, <laughs> so, dude! He's so slow. <laughs> He's so slow. Data. Trying to find a place for your data. He can barely remember the routine. Houses. Your house is just a place for your data. If you didn't have so much damn data, you wouldn't need a house. You could just walk around all the time. You don't put That's data all your house so. is. Oh, yeah, he's modified it to data because it's this corporate it uh, tech retreat. It's yeah. supposed to be... Yo, what's stuff? Why we, didn't he say, like, box or... Right. You know... Or hard drive. Something or, yeah. <laughs> just, he said house. He you put said, your data in your house... Be, because okay, he's got to he's got to keep it at least somewhat close to the original routine. It's a pile of data with a cover on it. You see that when you take off in an airplane, you look down, you see everybody's got a little pile of data. Everybody's got their own pile of data. Oh and when you leave your data, got to walk it up. Now there's a, there's all the faces in the background are looking at him skeptical. Grim grim and skeptical like they're trying to laugh and smile like they're you could tell they're trying to enjoy it but they're like no you don't put data in your house i'm sorry and when you look (laughs) down at a a a city from the sky you don't really you know each of those houses does not you know that's not data but he's houses with stuff in it as he moves around he he does look like george carlin He's, he's doing a good impersonation but it's just warped Something is wrong, right? Yeah, and, and it's the antithesis of any of everything George Carlin believed in. He hates a room full of white guys wearing suits, businessmen. 
and they're talking about their fucking customers' data. Where are we going to keep all the data that we stole? And this fucking guy is doing George Carlin's face and his name to this embarrassing, hypocritic fucking message. Dude, no. He would twist this guy's head off if if he could see what he was... And I think that's why Joe Bedja... This video, by the way, you can't find it, okay? We we own the video. We have it. And uh, we're watching it right now. Wouldn't want somebody to come by and take some of your data. Take some? They always take the good data. They don't bother with that crap you're saving. That crap you save? Ain't nobody interested in your fourth grade arithmetic data. Oh, this They're is looking horrible. for the good data. Nobody's laughing. That's all your house is. He puts it's us a online. place to keep your data while you go out and get more data. Now. You could hear people, you could hear like the camera equipment being adjusted in a room full of people. It's so humiliating. <laughs> Is Joe Beggia still alive? Don't know. Don't know. Let's let's listen to some more of this. It's pretty bad. Before the show, just the people who are here now, we heard George Carlin doing the. This is tough. This is tough. I I don't know if you should. Like, I think we get it. You know, data. Let's jump forward like two minutes and just see what it sounds like. All right. right. Because by now he's going to be sweating. I don't know if he's gotten a laugh yet. Let's just hear it. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Anyway, you get all your stuff away, and you know you're thousands of miles from home, no and energy. you don't quite feel at ease, but you do know that you must be okay because you do have some of your data with you. And By, Dude, it's their four minutes in, and they're like, oh, wow, he's really doing the whole fucking thing, except just putting the word data in. Instead of stuff. Literally word for word. He hasn't really changed it to make sense. Just put that word data in there. You're a data. But he had, and it's, it's breathless. It's like he showed up out of breath. I'm sick right now, and I can project better than whatever's going on here. This is old stuff, though. This We've been laughing at this since it dropped. That's true. You know? But the it's, audience it's, has never been, been exposed to this. Right, right. You guys are, this is a, this is like a classic Internet Chronicle boardroom meme we put this bad comedian on uh this just 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 for a laugh every now and then <laughs> and we only have the one video that i managed to download when i first saw it because my instinct told me this isn't staying online forever right of course not but here it is we've we've given it new life let's hear just like I want to hear just another like 25 seconds of it and we'll be done. You relax in Honolulu on that basis. That's when your friend from Maui calls. and says, hey, why don't you come over to Maui for the weekend? Spend a couple of nights over here. Oh, no. Now what data do you bring? Right. You gotta bring it even 
even smaller version of your data. Oh my God. Just enough data for a weekend on Maui. And you're really spread out now. You've got data all over the world. You've got data at home, data in storage, data in Honolulu, data in Maui, data in your pockets. <laughs> Supply lines are getting longer and harder to maintain. But you get over your friends. They give you a little place to stay. <laughs> and there's not much room there. There's a little shelf. With the 45 and says, hey, now you just bring. Dead silence. There's at least 50 <sighs> people that you can see in the camera. There's probably more. And they're all, they got their arms crossed. They're just like tolerating it. Like. Yeah, this is what we paid for for our corporate retreat comedy these, night. These corporate lizards are looking at this guy and they're thinking he could have been a woman under a glass table rolling money all over herself. But we got this. We got Joe Bedja saying, Data! They're looking at yeah. him and thinking yeah. he could have been uh, one of the peasant women dragged in from whatever village that hosted us and and executed for our entertainment. But no, we got Joe Bedja. He really could have worked. He could have worked some swattings into that routine, <laughs> some doxings, yeah, some breaches. Someone breached yeah. your data. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. He just he just didn't have the chops, the cyber security People chops to do anything but the word data. For the all video, you could do is work some data in. We've linked the video in the chat for you all. By we, I mean I, me and my angels, and I have linked the uh, video in the chat. Refer to the chat for the uh, the reference material class. And that's enough of that. You want to hear the ending? No, hell no. <laughs> Your data. Are you are you hearing it okay? Because I think I got the audio good today. Yeah, I, I, your audio is right. Yeah, I messed up the audio on the last episode. I was I was quiet and everybody thought I disappeared, but I was just way way down in the mix. Oh, I messed up the uh, something. Didn't have yeah, that component. That's a, that's a goddamn component missing. Now we don't say GD on this chat. That's that's another one against Billy. We're not gonna... supposed to say grandma. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw a nickel in the jar for that one, Mister. Oh, fuck. My goodness. Now Kilgore is throwing some kind of a tantrum as he lashes out against all the grandmas in the world. Something must have happened, and uh, you just want to hurt grandmas. What is it inside of you that makes you want to lash out? It's uh. Some kind of goblin. I hear I you angrily double clicking over there. Yeah, I was I was just putting some goblins in the chat. <laughs> Tato says, uh, "I'll watch after, but first you guys." That's nice. Um, putting us before this talentless hack guy that that you know nobody wants to see that video. That's cool that you put us ahead of that. Thank you, Tato. For putting us ahead of that nothing. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, this is... I'm sorry for the attitude. Now I'm lashing out. 
Now, you know who really uh, took care of Grandma is that Vic Livingston guy. Whatever happened with him? Who's Vic Livingston? He was one of, he was Assert's, uh, Assert's personal lolcal, schizo lolcal. Uh, he was oh, that's the, right, um, Vic Livingston. The Scrivener 55. We've taken over his account. Yeah, we own uh, Vic Livingston's identity now. And he actually published at the Internet Chronicle before. Um, yeah, he he lashed out and blocked me, though, one night. Yeah, he blocked I told me, too. Him, I told him that he could avoid all the electromagnetic attacks from Lockheed Martin targeting his brain, the, the um, slow kill torture. Um, That's a true story, simply, by the way. Simply with the use of a Faraday cage. And he said, he said, I can't never forget this. He said to me, why don't you lock yourself away in a, in a cage? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, uh, my, my favorite post he ever did was where, where he was, uh, the meat in his freezer spoiled. And he blamed it on uh, deep state uh, people breaking into his house and, and tainting his meat i guess yeah he was uh he was kind of a purist he he, he could tell if his food had been handled and uh right. you used to go in there and mess with the meat is it yeah um the gang stalkers would go and would um we would we would find out what kind of meat he was buying get a taint get his meat let it sit out in the sun for a day and then switch out the meat Pull the old switcheroo. And and meanwhile, homeboy is over there eating rotten steaks and stuff. Big old, you could see the bone in yeah. his steaks. That's right. He was too busy um, tweeting about the slow kill electromagnetic torture from Lockheed Martin that they were, he was targeting him because he was an important journalist. He was covering the X Games. He covered the X Games. He was already an old man covering shit. the X they Games. He caught on to his shit. Like he looked out of place at the X Games, is all I'm saying. And um, uh, I guess that was the source of what what made that so funny too—the absurdity of having this guy. He he had been a reporter. He had done that. He had covered the X Games and many other local events, um, only to become a target of the deep state, mind control, slow kill torture regime. And he didn't, you know, he would rather die from that than live his life inside of a Faraday cage. Right. Yeah. Because it's safe there. Yeah, you don't want to live, you don't want to live your life sheltered and, uh, and, um, you know, like a, like a pussy. Speaking of, um, uh, the, our favorite guy, uh, Doug, from the Sailing Vessel Seeker. Yeah, Doug's not uh, allowed on this show. Well, we tried to get him to... Both of us contacted him to get him on this show. And in spite, to spite us for even asking us, asking him to be on his show, he went on a different show. A did, really, you, did you see that? Yeah, he went on a shitty, shitty show. It's called it's called Human the Human Podcast. And she she didn't she didn't do her research because she was trying to make him look good, uh, but she kept asking him about his family, and that that drove that drove the show into really negative territory. Like, 
He he said he didn't want to come on our show. He was over oh, radio. I don't want to do negative. I don't do negative. Do ne- yeah, that's what he said. I don't do negative. I don't do negative. I'm glad we're talking about this. Uh, I don't do negative. So what did he, he do instead of us. negative? He went on the human podcast and he talked about how he f- fell out with his whole family. And didn't they just talk shit about him the whole time? Treated him like an asshole? No. Well, she sounded like she was about to laugh in his face the whole time. So yeah, they did. She did. Tre- I think she treated him like an asshole, but she didn't mean to maybe. I told him we just wanted to talk about boats and stuff. I don't yeah, do yeah, negative. Aye, aye. Oh, you don't want to do negative. Well, let's do some negative. You know what? He's got this. He's got this uh, ingenious new design, never before used on a ship in in the world, uh, for his anchor. Get this, okay? It's some dumb so piece of shit. Well, he's got a he's got his anchor with like, you know, a hundred foot of chain on it, and then after that, it's all floating line. He's got this line that floats and doesn't stretch. So when he got when he had his anchor out and he's out in this lake here um, and, and the wind is blowing in like 20, 25 miles an hour maybe. And he's dragging this anchor all around because his line is floating and lifting the anchor up out of the, out of the mud. He's uh you know, and here's why it's okay to laugh at this guy. Cause that's a pitiful story. <laughs> and people are like, I mean, Oh, that's just a guy normally, that uh, is having a hard time with yeah. the boat. But here's the thing that really, pisses me off about this guy is that uh, he didn't actually, he wanted to do a show and he was in a place in his career where like, it might be good if he does a show and he look, he, he saw us not as, as people, but as, Oh, well, here's an opportunity for me to just be shitty and shut somebody down because I've got, what, what, what do I do? I got it. I got another podcast. Wants me to come on the Human Podcast. So he shut us down, but he did it in a shitty way. That you could tell that the way he was shutting us down was like the only thing that this guy had to come up a little bit to feel good about himself. He, like that was the thing, and so that was the life preserver I threw this guy, and he saw that. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna feel good if I just cut that life preserver up because I'm angry." About being he's really a having a hard time. Shit loser. He's really having a hard time with his with his boat. Now he's, he's having a hard set. time with his boat, and we he just wanted to talk it. to him about boats and stuff. We were being sweethearts, and uh, the yeah. way I asked him was also authentic, and he didn't recognize that. He's he just saw it mm. as a way to, uh, I'm going to shut him down. His he anchor won't set, him. dude. His anchor won't set. His controllable pitch propeller keeps on unpitching randomly. He's already um, torn it down and rebuilt it about three times now, maybe four. Um, and uh, he keeps getting water in his fuel. That's that's fucking him up. His his turbos wasn't spooling up. He's got trouble with this. He's with having boat. boat trouble, he's man. Ha- he's having really bad boat. This boat he just built is just falling to pieces. And I, I mean, he. <clears throat> I mean, I've talked to him before. Uh. He he and what he I think he's um got some kind of anger issues or something because he's he, he does he, the first yeah. thing he ever did is he invited me to come visit the boat said hey come yeah, you're come you're welcome to come visit you and I said okay I'll come for a week and cook food for you he said oh no if uh, my crew wants to keel haul you 
it's like, what the fuck? This guy just invited me out to his boat and I'm trying to come out to the boat and he wants to, he wants to keel haul me. To keel haul someone is to punish them by dragging them through the water under the keel of a ship, either across the width. It's pretty much fatal. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's threatening to hurt me basically. (laughs) And it, but after inviting me out there, threat, an, like a I, friend. I wish that you had told me that before I asked him to come on the show, because it would have been a different conversation. Well, hell, I mean, I told, I thought I told you all about this guy multiple times. You didn't tell me that he invited you out for the purpose of dragging you behind the ship. Well, I, he did he, he invited me out with like the tone that I'm one of the funny people who's commenting on his kind of foolish endeavors and you know he's got a thick skin and he can take a joke and that he will invite the ones who he thinks are funny right that's that was the sense i got out of it and then i replied to him like oh yeah i'd come out and help you set up your kitchen and get you get you rocking so you're making some good food out there and what do i get from him oh no we're gonna keel haul you and it's just it's just this back and forth where he's like cool and then he's not cool and then when I called him up and was like, "Hey, uh, you want to come on the show?" He was like, "Nah." And then uh, I don't, you know, I don't do negative. You know, it should be obvious. I don't want to do a show about hate, right? Oh yeah. It's like okay. And then the next time he puts up a, sh- a video on YouTube, it's like. Uh, he's talking, he's got this talking rat that's talking about that. He's like, stand up to the trolls in your life with kindness and maybe they'll try again to succeed in life. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll try again to, <laughs> to, to get him on yeah. the show. Try again, you uh, worm. Try, then, to, try to get your then, anchor loose. Oh, he, that's a funny thing. It's either stuck or he can't get it out. Can't get it. Or it's, or it's uh, dragging. Now, if if your trolls uh, do this or that, you know, get them unstuck. Maybe your trolls yeah. will do better. Well, his boat, his boat is his troll. His piece of shit boat. This guy humiliates himself as a form of entertainment. He's going to talk about I don't do negative. Uh, he does, uh, and even in his earlier videos, he was like, "Stay tuned if you want to see us fail." Yeah, uh, it's failing is interesting and. People who are professionals, you can watch them and learn, but it's not entertaining. And then flash forward 10 years as his boat is like falling apart on this lake and he's barely made it a hundred miles. And he's like uh, saying, trolls just want to see you fail and they're because they've failed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Changed his tune. Well, of course we've skked the really interesting moment in his whole youtube career and that's the part that's the part where he faked his own mortal grave injury to the head yeah i think they did that for views i think they did too uh they blew they used a they used an actor they had a um i don't do negative pyro they had pyrotechnics he went on the local news. Let me tell you, I don't do negative. He went on the local news and said, I, I filter my crew because I want people who can take a joke with me. And he's saying this oh in like God. this really mean tone. Yeah. Like he's like he doesn't care about the people he's hurt. 
His version right. of a joke is just saying the horrible thing that he feels about himself to somebody and then being like, I was just joking. Yeah, I, I don't, you're a piece I of don't shit, know nothing. what was supposed to be funny about that. I think in his mind, listen, a lot of people see him doing this stuff, building this boat on YouTube and leave comments like, why don't you wear a face mask? Or why don't you put a guard on that grinder? Or why don't you um, yeah. use a vice instead of your sandals to hold down that piece you're cutting? <laughs> and he just rages on them. Yeah. In the con- he, he, anyone who writes a comment like that, he rages at them. And uh, like, how dare you? You're womanly and blah, blah, blah. Well, this is nice. Um, what a nice yeah, yeah. conversation this is about and, and, SVC. And, right, right, right. And And then we try to get him on our show and he's like, well, I don't do negative. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't do negative. I just <laughs> fine. Yeah. He his whole <laughs> existence is negativity. <laughs> I mean, no, you know what? That's not true. Because I don't do negative. No, listen. I I see the positive side here, and while his I boat see fear may be his a eyes. joke, while his boat may be a fucking joke of a not really a boat that will ever do much, uh, except for like be an apartment that might sink at some point. Um, He does put out these inspiring, positive videos with a nice tone that gets people um, to do their hobbies. Uh, Hopefully they choose more reasonable hobbies than building a 74 foot steel junk sailboat in their front yard, because that's stupid. Who would ever do that? But, um, at least not i mean people do do that but they have like you know they've they've gone to college for designing the boat or they follow someone else's plans or dan right? builds one out in the garage and it's like a symbol of uh, him trying to get something he'll never achieve yeah right, on roseanne right? <laughs> <laughs> but the american no, dream this... hey now yeah, yeah it's an american dream it really is it's all and, and there is a positive there is a positive angle to it. I wish he had been here to to really uh, to to really ex- explain it. What what I his motto is? A positive is, angle. Is I think what you're did you a make nice today? On it, a nice delusional spin on it. But I don't see this as a as like a uplifting positive story. This just, this sounds to me like no. if I was looking in a big oil drum and something was stuck down in the corner. What's that? Oh, it's Doug SV Seeker. A nothing <laughs> like a stain <laughs> on this on Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> a negative little pit of of hate that you can't be in his circle uh, if you if he's not allowed to be down on you like the piece of shit that he is. You know what he doesn't like? You know what Doug doesn't like? Grandmas. He always says. He always. <laughs> he hates grandmas. You can tell. Yeah, dude. Every no time, grandma every, was ever nice to Doug. Every time. Every time. Um, someone tells him to be safe. He's like, you're not my mother. I don't, I wasn't raised by my mother. This society is fucked up because people are raised by their mother. Hey, that's how, that's like, how cops talk. That's how the cops were talking to Linda when they were jerking that old lady around. <laughs> it's also like, remember in Fight Club, it's like we're a society of men raised by women. And that's like oh, Tyler dude, Durden's that is, toxic uh, attitude, right? Jordan Peterson got his first erection when he saw that movie. <laughs> oh my god no jordan peterson yeah 
Uh, I don't have much to say. I don't listen to the guy, but he is like, he's really mad all the time, isn't he? I think it's his drug addiction is making him a little hot. Yeah, he looks he looks like he's probably a tweaker, I'd guess. Little, yeah, a little bit. He's like a tall, skinny guy that if he wasn't wearing that suit, he could just as easily be wearing like board shorts and trying to buy a quart of milk. Now, I feel like he'd he'd be the kind of guy um, flying his private jet down to the Caribbean, wearing a uh, wearing a you know some shitty Hawaiian shirt and and uh, you know with really bad doing a deal in really bad Spanish and bringing some coke back to to Miami, right? Hola. That's, that's like, yeah, yeah, right. That's that's Jordan Peterson, like in an alternate timeline, maybe. But, but now JP. he's a People consider him some kind of a philosopher or something, right? I don't know. He's like he's on Joe Rogan and stuff. Uh, no, nah. which oh, I haven't seen since he went to Spotify. Let's not go down the Joe Rogan hole again. Remember when you asked uh, not Dan like which show is better, this one or or the Joe Rogan Experience? I don't remember that. No, and not Dan said obviously Joe Rogan. Because <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. Like this is a shittier show than the Joe Rogan Experience. I think. You know, you say that, but uh, I mean, like, what by what? What's your measuring stick here? Well, I'll right? say that when we asked that of not Dan, the show was not as good as it is now. The show's better now. I don't even remember who Not Dan is, honestly. Uh, if you're listening, Not Dan, it's my bad. Um, he kind of he went away after a car accident, and then he's been uh, recovering. And he did he did his show a little bit too. Uh, I think he did one recently. <laughs> is he still recovering from COVID? I don't know. Nick's in the chat says the undercover feds in Miami wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like he would be, I mean, if not a fed, like he would be the uh, the operator who is so fucking uncool and and lacks all the the slick, so that he would look just like a fed basically. But he'd be trying to sell, you know. You know, I'm we should do a deal. Um, I'm putting the phone number for the show in the chat as we wind down um you're Are we gonna take to callers try to give us a call we'll see if we can take them um let's just uh let's do a quick recap and make sure that we're not missing anything because once this show's over and we're out of the newsroom man who knows what's happening next i could be doing this from inside my car Topics for Billy. Um, have you? I heard that Jim Watkins posted your story on uh, on Truth Social. Yeah, and on Gab, and he seemed to think it was funny. You know, Joe Rogan thought his death hoax was funny. Uh, no, he said I'm alive as fuck. Hashtag rumor killer. Yeah, but he liked the attention. No, he he would go on his show and be like, "I don't. I, why do people make stuff up? Why do What's people make stuff rumors? up? I'm alive. Yeah, 
like he actually that's a, like the fact of of uh people making up fucking jokes and lies on the internet that spread around really gets under his skin and he talks about it everybody i've heard is like dude he's always talking about you guys i think I mean, that's what that's what my friends who listen to his show have told me They're um, like i feel to... like he's he's constantly grinding gears about that shit because this Maybe, this right? joe rogan the joe rogan r.i.p joe rogan thing that was fun it, it it chases him it was fun but guess what it's still going every single day my people goodness. giving it to him eight years after the the chronicle su story it's still fucking in the mix every fucking in fact um, like you know a couple months ago i did this interview about it because he had <clears throat> it had gone viral again he had made a response that he was pregnant haha which was better response than you know getting pissed off like usual but um a baby's going to be addicted to kratom right yeah he's got a he's, he's pregnant with a little kratom baby it it just calcifies inside your body and uh <laughs> forms a heartbeat and now you're not allowed to abort it well if you got to if you can listen ladies if you can take the kratom to calcify your baby inside you and it never comes out you're off of the abortion wrap that's nice they're not going to get you for murder cuz they got no corpse for all little, they know uh, the baby's still in there living a little abortion humor for the uh, second class citizens Listening to the show. Hey, this is Hate Radio. And uh, once again, we have brought it to new lows so that it can live up to its high name. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated. I'm Hate Sec. Uh, this one's for all the grandmas out there. Thanks for being here. Bill, What uh, what else do we have to say? Oh, we got we got a shout out, uh, Bud in the chat. Dark Mage, Glenn, Nixie, Tato, Tato. Thanks for dropping by. We're about winding stuff down here. Carriage, um, not quite Gonzo. That's right. Calcified. I think she's carrying a calcified kratom baby in her womb. Well, you, you can't get charged with abortion if the fetus never comes out. And you can take a Keep laxative. Keep that in mind, and, ladies. It'll break up. It'll form a sort of a gel. Oh, and then and then you, and then uh, you serve it at Thanksgiving, huh? Little jelly fetus. And you can say uh, you can serve it as a as like a dessert. Oh, somebody tried calling. Well, our lines are down. <laughs> they must be. I'm not getting it. 917-675-4836. We have so many cuss words to edit out of tonight's program, which is, uh, we'd like to remind you, brought to you by Lebel Droker Palliative Care. Picking up all the old people that done fell down and can't get up. Stare into the fires of eternity with uh, assistance from Liebel Droker Palliative Care. We'll go ahead and uh, take a caller here. First time caller line, 210. How the hell are you? Uh, not a first time caller. It's Dark Mage, motherfucker. Oh, this is uh, Dark Mage. This is the uh, 25th time caller. 
I don't think I've called that many times. (laughs) We had to block your number um, because, and actually, I think Kilgore took out a protective order against you. Oh, Jesus. But hey, man, (laughs) welcome to the show. Dark Mage is running around. Welcome back to the show, Dark Mage. Thank you. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Tell us about your haters you just mentioned. Oh, Christ. I don't even know all the haters I got, dude. It's just like increased in you know number over the years how come all the haters are most people will shed their haters i i think as one gets more into the public spotlight the amount of attention is going to increase no matter whether that's good or bad attention right um oh so tell us you're in the public spotlight what for dark mage is coming up well actually uh yesterday LRH was not held, and a lot of people kind of pushed me to do a uh, impromptu hey podcast. Um, What's LRH? That actually went then? pretty well. Uh, What's Taylor LRH? Says I hate that guy. Who's LRH? <laughs> What's uh, Load L-Long Radio Hubbard? Hour? People will sometimes compare this show to the Load Radio Hour because we're too. I don't know if he's a satire. We're a satire. He's a streamer kind of a guy. Oh, this is some other show. I've never the Load Radio it. Hour, yeah. And we're two I thought radio he was talking shows. about L. Ron Hubbard. Some people compare us, but it's a completely different kind of show. Yeah. He will do hilarious stuff where they go on uh, Craigslist and he sets people up to go and make an ass of themselves in front of a webcam that, that he and Meep Sheep have set up. And people will make all, try to make all these bogus deals in an alley. And sometimes they run into each other. And Meep Sheep will go out and mess with these people. It's kind of a fun show. At least that part of the show is really good. It, it can be fun at times. It's, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that over, it's kind of hit or miss over the years, but I think that's like just about anything, right? Can't expect uh, constant bangers. Well, they expect you to come but... in and fill the vacuum when this guy goes away. What are you doing? So that's your show? Not, LRH not, is like, your show? Not no. like that exactly. He but, does his um, own. Wait, why are we talking about someone else's show? Because LRH was off the air, and then uh, it sounds like um, Jimmy Fallon asked Dark Mage to fill in for him and and do a show that night. Oh, so you did LRH (laughs) just once. I guess he did LRH's time slot because there was nothing happening. Yeah, pretty much. So we're Um, we're just swapping time slots around, and that made you famous just by having that time slot. It's like coming on after Seinfeld. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a popular Seinfeld. People don't stream during that time. They're really normally very respectful of, uh, you know, the community. But um, pe- people are going to be critical at all times. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm sorry. Oh, are they mad the that you they stole the time slot? Carl. I don't you know. Stole LRH's time slot, huh? And so now uh, he has usurped. Uh, load as the leader of LRH uh, IRC on Fnet. Uh, I think that's uh, that's laying it on thick, but I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I could never spin as well as Load does, and he's got a very strong gift for gab that uh, I recognize takes a lot of practice, and he's been doing it far longer than I have. The guy's name is Load. Load. Yeah, like load like of a kids. load of. Uh... Like a load of the mother know? load, the grandmother load, oh, like that kind of load. Yeah. 
I don't know anything about this fucking load stuff. Oh, he's just a guy. Seems like you watch it, yeah. But this, we don't. He's not the guy. This is this is the guy who stole his time slot here. Uh, Jamie and I used to watch him a little bit. When you stole his time slot, what was the reaction? like way back in the day. What did uh how did um, pe- how did the show go? It was pretty good. Um we had uh Angie and Logic on the phone line and uh we we got to share some stories about animals and it turned dark but it was like really funny um at a certain point when I'm not going to spoil it uh but I have a clip up that uh I can share with people later. But it was, it was really funny. Um, and uh, what, what's your what's your Twitch? I'll, I'll, funny. I'll, I'll shout you out in the uh, stream here. Was it as funny uh, as Joe Beggio? Twitch.tv slash darkmage six 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 six. Yeah. And that's the mark of the beast. Yeah. There you go, darkmage six six six. Yeah, you can look at it that way, but I try to I try to spin it as because I'm a you know the, the the running joke is I'm a former Satanist. I gave myself to the Lord years ago, but yeah. how did it feel? The uh, uh, very powerful, but also um, at times traumatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, no, and no, you're giving yourself yeah, to yeah. him like a power bottom. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, did the did the Lord like? You know, when you gave yourself to the Lord, did He give? Hey, did now, he did give, he it give it back? Hard? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. It's okay, pretty, uh, all right. This but, is the uh, grandma episode. You get, you get, you get through it. Um, it's six six six. He's the mark of the beast, and he's talking like a dirty devil. Dark mage. Yeah, thanks for calling in, dark mage. Had a had a good show, and um, load was jealous. And yeah, I hope that guy's fine. I haven't heard from him since before yesterday. I think and yeah, he he's been up. gone one episode. And now you're referring to him as that guy. Yeah, rip. I mean, you, you, you stumble once, um, you give someone an opportunity, you get in there. How do you feel about the opportunity that you've been given to appear on Hate Radio tonight? Oh, fantastic. First of all, I'm, you know, I'm very glad to see your show on. Um, I don't know when the last time you broadcasted was, but I wanted to be present for the George Carlin bit earlier. Um, I wanted, I'm probably going to have to go back and see all takedown of one of my favorite comedians of all time. It was, uh, well, you're going to see Beggia? Joe Beggia taking that down. Yeah, Joe Beggia? Pissing all over Georgie's uh, who's that? legacy there. Yeah, who's that exactly? Exactly. Yeah, George. You can Joe, see him. He, we put a link in the chat and uh, go go watch Joe Beggia and uh, find a little inspiration. And maybe you can use some of his material on your show. Hell yeah. Thanks for calling <laughs> Thanks in, for Dark Mage. Do, it's man. always a pleasure. And um, uh, the call-in lines are still open. Show. If anyone else wants to get the call hell in. off of uh, off of our show, and yeah, yeah, you can call in. We'll f- fuck around for another minute, and while we're winding down, and if, if you don't call in, the show's just about over. Nine seven six blah 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 blah. All that stuff. The yeah. uh, the paper's over. the The newspaper I work for is dying, and it's time to leave. And um, who knows what I'm going to do next. I'm going to drift for a little while. I'm going to play some RPGs out in the forest. I want to I wanna go to that festival again. 
Oh yeah, that's uh, coming up this fall. It'd be fun to go to that festival and do acid. Right? I mean, there's no better place to do acid than a, a Grateful Dead type festival, right? Because you can turn, if it ever you get bored with it, you can turn your back on the music because you've heard it a million times. It's okay to ignore it. Doodly bop, doodly bop. Yeah, yeah. You but know, that one, we dead. saw this one band um, that the whole festival was deadheads. Yeah, in the, in the, in, it's kind of like a renaissance fair at this point where you're just kind of acting out what a festival is and there's not really an original kind of input like where they're putting an edge on it until we saw this one band as a, as a storm blew in and as the acid yeah. was setting in there was this one band that they it was like a stoner metal sludgy they would slow it down and it would sound like like old school like 50s rock but like stoner rock yeah breakdowns right yeah and i was taking a 25 minute piss and this breakdown was just destroying my brain as i heard it and i came and back at the, at the same time lightning is rolling in right shooting across the sky it's... right and then it starts pouring down rain and he's playing these filthy solos in the rain as the rain is blowing out the lights and stuff. Right, the the lights go out on stage and they're still playing. And and you know, we were I was thinking, man, you know, they they've kind of uh lost their they're they're no longer playing very tight music, but I was like, well, fuck, they're still going with the lights out in the rain, you know? It so it was amazing. That uh, more power to it. It was right? the height of the evening and rain pouring down, and you wanted to be wet because you were with them. That's right. You because it was a journey, and then later on, we're down at this um, the the food this food cart right. <laughs> where this greasy guy is serving up nasty burgers, and every time you get them, it seems like it's from a different, uh, from a different truck, right? Don't know what's going on with that, but the, but the guy from the band, he comes over, he's just sweating and just covered in in water, and you're like, he looks like some kind of fucking god, right? Doesn't even look human. Oh, the you mean the lead guitarist singer. and singer? Yeah, the the singer, the guitarist. He just yeah, he was just there like one of us, but he did not he did not belong. He looked like a guy like on a New York City street corner at this festival. Yeah, yeah, he I mean I <clears throat> now I was at that festival years before uh with with our friend Joe. And it's Joe, in the forest. Uh, You're so deep in the woods and it's like true. Lord of the Rings. Well, we were on acid and it was um it had there had been a problem that year where one of the neighbors had one of the neighbors had called in the cops right so it was like shut down all the music at 10 p.m. the cops are going to you know come back later and make sure you're not causing trouble turn on all the lights everybody gets all weird and and um the vibe is not right and we're all on acid right and trying to chill play guitar by the fire you know, have some nice chats and trip, you know, have a nice trip on acid. And there's this, this guy that's going around. Okay. So we got the acid off of this guy's and his friends. So you're sort had, of with him in a way because he, he seemed cool. Right. Yeah. And he, well, they, 
they actually seemed off too because they had set up their tent in the middle of the trail and and they had set it up badly like they were tripping over themselves i don't mean like on drugs but they were just like you know fumbling around right setting up this tent and, and then they were like you guys want some acid and at first we were like no look at these guys setting up this tent in the middle of the trail fumbling around they're these weird they look like they're 18 19 weirdos and eventually we got bored and we were like fuck it and we went back to him and bought it and uh and then this guy okay he's following us around like he's clearly lock. He's got missile lock on us, and he's like he's he's bonded uh, to. He's you. coming up. Yeah, he's coming up behind me while I'm playing guitar and and like whispering like, "Yeah, you're fucking manipulating the reality of those women." And I'm like, "Holy hey now. shit, dude!" He's 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 whispering these just totally disturbing things at me, like, and um, and watching us even from like a distance, like sometimes. the bushes. And and I'm on acid, so I'm you know. I'm just like okay, whatever. This this guy is uh, having a having some kind of a trip, but then he starts getting up in uh, other people's faces who are not so cool, right? He's he's getting up like uh, he got up in uh, Shay's gr- girlfriend's face and was like, and he came over to me and bragged about it, like I just destroyed that chick's reality, right? I just and destroyed so, that chick's point, reality. Yeah, he destroyed her reality. Because he got a better face. He was, yeah, he kept talking about destroying people's realities, right? And and manipulating and he, and he said the that realities. You were manipulating realities. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, <clears throat> at one point, he gets up in my face, dude. And word about him had spread, and everybody knew that something was up with this guy. And he was getting up in my face about my about uh my guitar playing, like like what the fuck are you doing with my reality, right? Like I was fucking with him i was just playing guitar and and um he almost got punched he almost got beat down right then and there not by me but by uh just my, just the guys around who who had who were pissed because he was like fucking with their girlfriends and stuff and uh i mean i'm i'm just i'm kind of glad it didn't happen because the next day he was like dude i'm so sorry I just got I just got too much up in my cause having a bad trip. I, I thought you guys were like trying to we're more like spies for the pipeline trying to disrupt our activism, man. It's like, dude. Hey, no, no, just trying to dude, manipulate your okay. reality. Right, right, exactly. That's and uh surprisingly I didn't even you know, didn't even really bother, you know, I was Yeah. I stayed on top of it, there was no uh, moment. Yeah, what, where is, I what is he going to do? Or, is he going to really freak out into... an internet chronicle journalist? Oh yeah, yeah. Grab their nipples in the middle of a trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody did that to me. Yeah, you were. I mean, I don't know. I think you played the footage where you were tripping on acid, and you were you even recorded something where you were like, "This guy comes over here again. I'm going to have to kill him. I'm going to have to kill uh, him." He's trying to rape me. <laughs> yeah. And he was our friend. <laughs> the thing, yeah, the, the funny thing is he was, what he was doing was, was kind of inappropriate, but if you had remembered who he was, you exactly. would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. You just didn't remember who he was. I didn't remember who he was. And the thing is, is I really like him. He's a good guy. 
<laughs> but like because you because he had took you by surprise and grabbed your nipples and like fucking done this whole routine with you you were like i'm gonna have to fucking kill him if he comes back and, and he back, was so cool about fucking... it too because he probably sensed that like i didn't like it and he was like hey you can come <laughs> hang out with us if you want and no, i, I remember, thought that meant i remember telling you sucking you were telling his... you were... Weighing in a tent. Telling you, I was I was telling you like, oh yeah, he's no dude. He's he's totally no his old roommate. You remember him? And you're like, oh yeah, I think I do. <laughs> yeah, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great festival. Um, it's a nice memory. Uh, contact me if you wanna if you wanna make it out here to Virginia. And, oh, definitely. And see, so, yeah, we can we can we can host you all. Yeah, we'll have a good me and time. my angels. Yeah. Wild Billy Kilgore. You heard it here. It's a it's a verbal contract that Wild Billy Kilgore has to quarter me and my angels. Yeah, if I know who you are, yeah, well, you come come on by. We'll, my angels are we'll, spiritual uh, beings, and we pray for uh, all the grandmas out there. Yeah. All the grandmas on acid. We just wanted Linda's done acid when she was sixteen years old. I can't believe you didn't ask her about that. Uh, She doesn't say much about it. She's just like, "Yeah, I did it." Uh, I don't think she liked it. You know, uh, a lot of people don't. It's uh, it's too intense, too long, and um, you know, there's a potential to really tear down your ego to the core. Yeah, it'll it'll break you down. To nothing. You're nothing. Yeah, it can be. It can be like chemical torture in the wrong, in the wrong context, at the wrong mindset. And I've I've seen people laugh, like uh, uh, you know, our good friend Tyler. He takes it, and you can he'll he'll be laughing for five six hours straight. Yeah. No, no sense. No, you can't talk to him. He just laughs and laughs and laughs. Um and uh. I've heard sometimes people take it and they just cry all night. I was with somebody that uh, did some of the crying, did a little hitting, and um, it lasted way too long, too. It went on well past 16 hours, and that's when I knew, oh, okay, there's something else mm. going some people on have a Some people have um, a fragile psychology or a chemical, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, sensitivity to it, right? Um, and everybody, everybody recommends start out with micro doses because there are people who will take a micro dose and trip hard for 12 hours. Yeah, I can, I can enjoy a micro dose. Yeah. Some, some people totally trip out from it though. Right. I, I yeah. love a, a full fun overnight acid trip, low light. <laughs> yeah. We cut out every light in the, you know, if you can go do it in a cave, you might as well. These festival, uh, t- it feels like tourists with the headlamps and all the LED lights that shine everywhere. It's a bit much at the festivals. Like, give it a rest. Oh, that's true. That's true. If you do it at night, um, the people with the lights on their heads are like hunters. Or um, yeah. some kind of uh, like aliens that are searching coming for you. for you, like those uh, those drone dogs. Sure, looking for you. Yeah, they, 
Uh huh. And they uh-huh. shine their light on you, and you're like, "Don't you shine that shit at me? Look somewhere else." Yeah. Don't you see how my eyes are completely dilated and it's dark out? <laughs> and doing that is like piercing uh, a knife into my brain. Oh, and I can feel my fangs <laughs> growing out. <laughs> I just want. Oh my god! It's so it's so inconsiderate to right. wear a headlamp like you're a miner searching for for trapped divers and oh yeah oh yeah you're just no, out at a uh, festival use the moonlight walk towards the campfire why do you need this headlamp use some glow sticks and it just this bud says they look at you in like a there's like an orchestra sting they're like and, swinging that light around and they fixated on you right that big bright led right in your dilated pupils and you're spotlighted <laughs> like a ant, like a deer and, uh, somebody's clanging a bell and a <laughs> sounds off and now you're running for your life you don't want to do that you don't want to be a part of that shit it's so ridiculous so I almost feel like they should maybe make an announcement or something, or when you drive in, they should just be like, enough with the headlamps. No headlamps. It's kind of a ridiculous concern, because it felt like, at that particular festival, maybe we were tripping harder than anybody else around us. You know, we had our own, speaking of that fest, we had our own grandma for that week. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we had a grandma. <laughs> We we set up our tent right next to hers, thinking hers was our other friend, our friend's tent. But little did we know, she was also our friend, but we just didn't know her. She made us breakfast. Yeah, she made us breakfast. She made us lunch. She gave us Coke Colas. She um, she rolled us joints. Uh, she she couldn't. She 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 told us many stories too. Yeah, she was pretty funny. She was obviously down for anything. Chill old grandma sleeping at her car. Yeah. And uh, drinking. Oh, heavily. I think she got into more than more than what we were doing. I think her we name was like, Mary. Ass and she was like, nah. Mary was <laughs> cool. I hope that, you know, the next time I go, I wouldn't mind camping with Mary. If she was around, but our friends, I think, would have been cooler if we got right. if we got in with our friends. I would still go visit with Mary. She gave us an instrument. Nobody liked it. She told us a story uh, about like a fancy bathroom. And this is Radio. I don't hey. remember that one. This one's for the grandmas. She was our special grandma. The show's gone pretty long. Yeah, that was our acid grandma story. The last <laughs> grandma story we've got. And uh, <clears throat> what a story to end on, right? It's come full circle. We've hit every point, every note. Our guest, Michael Richards, fell through as he started shouting slurs we don't approve of. Dude, let me tell you a crazy grandma story and then we'll end the show. Okay, okay. We got one more. When I was five years sleep. old... And this is part of why my mom is so, or was so crazy when she was alive, is that this woman, her mother, my grandma, when I was five, or maybe even younger, tried to separate me from her 
she would like get down on one knee and be like, you want to live with me, right? Instead of your mom. And I'd be like, yeah, of course I do. You're an adult. And I just agree with adults who are standing in front of me. And then she tried to take me from my mom and just like caused all this crazy uh, torture on my mom for no reason. And would just like walk out on the kids and stuff. Well, I figured while we're doing a grandma show, we might as well mention a shitty one. Oh. It's like a crazy shitty grandma. Because there's those grandmas out there that'll suffocate their babies in a pillowcase or something, I imagine. Yeah, this is really a great, great one to end on. Uh, not all grandmas, right? <laughs> this is not a show for all the grandmas. <laughs> there's some shitty <laughs> grandmas out there that we shouldn't celebrate. You know any shitty grandmas that like committed crimes? Mm. Nah, no, no, no. All the grandmas in my life are absolute sweethearts. Uh, none of them have tried to take take their chi- take their own children away their their own children's children away from them. That was a good As far move. as I know, and here's something else that she did that's kind of like that. She hit up our some of our family members, like me and. Uh, the Chronicle Dead SU attorney, um, she was hitting us up like, hey, remember me? Grandmama or whatever the hell we're supposed to call her. <laughs> and um, what was confusing about it was it was a picture of what at that time was then my nuclear family, like one or two of them which might have like recently died. So it was like, oh, here's some of my dead family members in a picture and I'm in the picture, and the babies are in the picture. But it's this woman that, like, you know, got cut out of the whole equation 30 years ago or something. And is, and is now using our pictures in her profile. That's insane, right? Yikes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And here's something else that I just remembered while I'm thinking about her. I, I got this mysterious illness while I was staying with her and I was throwing up all night, dude. And I look back on that, like, ah, something was not quite right because when it started, she was holding me in her lap and I was violently oh, so you're, you're accusing her of poisoning me. Uh, syndrome by proxy. What's something, it called? Yeah. Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy. That's where they'll get Maybe. you sick and then like make you better. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> And you would only, look, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, right? But it, you only get that thought in your head because of the very real messed up thing that this person actually did do. So you think like, okay, well, maybe they would also do that too. It's not far-fetched. Um, you know, stories like that. Not all grandmas. This is Radio Hate. The Gorilla Radio Grandma Edition. We've been doing this Gorilla Radio show from a newsroom that ha- they have no idea that we've been doing this radio program, and and now it's over. So who gives it a, a rat's ass? That it's like now at the end of the movie when the bad guy tells the the hero the plot all along. Um, and now we got we got no place to to broadcast from. But I, They're I, ripping I can... all the copper out of the walls this weekend. <laughs> the Raleigh Theodore Sakers Copper Fund is about to see a nice little boost. 
uh, thanks everybody for being in the in the live chat and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and if you have Android probably Spotify I guess and uh, hateradio.su chronicle.su Wild Bill Kilgore and hate sec on Twitter the grandma uh, episode comes to a conclusion Kilgore thanks for such a wonderful show this evening oh it's it's been my pleasure to to um to really drive it home that these people in the chat our listeners who are who are on the podcast right now tell them from the bottom of my heart they can fuck off we don't give a fuck is that true is that how you want to close the grandma special these people have grandmas in the chat room, and this is how you're going to talk to them? I am, I'm not talking about... I mean, we don't have any grandmas in the chat. But they have grandmas. I bet some of them don't. Listen, their grandmas are fine. I'm just talking about them, dude. The grandmas are perfect angels, but they... These can people... fuck right off. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't see them voting for you in the next people's choice awards we don't vote we don't we don't vote around here i wonder we uh, run society efficiently we're pretty good about uh about being sweet angels on here we just said a lot of cuss words and uh, i've got to go through and edit that and fix all that now this is hate radio i'm hate sec wild bill kilgore um oh yeah we're gonna listen to wild bill he's gonna play us off Granddaddy bought me a Copperhead by Charles Cullen, the the mountain legend himself. Good night, Phil. Good night, Jack. Yeah. Granddaddy bought night, me a Copperhead <laughs> from the discount sale at the Pentecostal Church on Saddleback Mountain. His scales were battered, they were torn and tattered Where the members of the congregation handled him roughly He had a broken rib and his fangs were shipped From all the bites he inflicted himself with as he was passed from man to woman to child, trying hard to conserve venom. Well, his hearing was bad, and his little ear drums from the screaming music, speaking tongues, and the mesmerizing shake of the woman on the tambourine. They say they used him as a test of faith, but I'll never forget the look on his face when I turned him loose in the rocks on Saddleback Mountain. Well, his hearing was bad, and little hearing drums from the screaming music, speaking in tongues, and the mesmerizing shake of the woman on the tambourine. 
Well, Granddaddy bought me a copperhead from the discount sale at the Pentecostal church on Saddleback Mountain. Granny. kitchen sink What you doing by the kitchen sink She said I'm just making up some pimento cheese She said I'm just making up some pimento cheese She said just making up some pimento cheese Granny Oh Granny What you doing with your false teeth What you doing with your false teeth? She said, I'm just picking out the blackberry seeds. She said, I'm just picking out the blackberry seeds. She said, I'm just picking out the blackberry seeds. Granny Oh, Granny Where did your husband, my granddaddy, go? Where did your husband, my granddaddy, go? She said He went off to heaven just before you were born she said, he went off to heaven just before you were born. She said, he went off to heaven just before you were born. And she said, you are the light of my life and the beat of my heart, she said. You are the light of my life And the beat of my heart, she said You are the light of my life And the beat of my heart, she said You are the light of my life And the beat of my heart 